0: Yeah, when they're made out of, especially when they're made out of soup bones and shit.
1: I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 185 of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast that we do in this room and another room. And in also Arizona. this
0: room, yeah. How is Two that room rooms. in Arizona, Riff? Is it lonely? Uh, much the same blankets on the walls and ceiling
1: some towels yeah some, some of
0: these towels are blankets Yeah, so a little bit of remnants. one of them carpet a carpet tacked to the wall yeah yeah, yeah. so is that that one little banners. tiny strip of carpet tacked to the wall that i'm not sure if that's actually
2: doing anything
1: but. i think it was just there to be funny
2: i think okay, if okay. all of the walls were carpeted it would be a very good uh, room in terms of sound Sure. You think if yeah. just so carpet is a great
1: wall to wall and also wall no, that's not why you put the carpets up. Carpet. I, th- I thought it, that was It, it was. Okay. We just didn't have that much carpet. Okay. Yeah.
2: I if you I mean the the best impromptu uh recording studio is just take a roll of carpet and sort of make a big roll and sit in the middle of it. Uh, you get really yeah. really I did a lot of the recording sound.
3: for the Frog Fractions by putting a blanket over my head.
1: Yeah. Mm. It's like a carpet.
3: It's very much like carpeting the walls. It's in a tiny room.
1: I mean if you think about it, a carpet is like a blanket for the floor.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Keeps the floor warm. If you have a heated floors, so you don't need a carpet.
2: But which one is grosser?
1: I um I I got a loaner car from the dealership while I was having my car worked on and it had seat warmers. Mm-hmm. I kinda liked it. That admit, car was
0: very science fiction y inside.
1: It was. Oh, did you guys go on some sort of space trip? We did. We went on a space trip to Manuel. Planet Manuel. We went to the Manuel system (laughs) where we sampled their exotic space margaritas. Huh. Um, But yeah, it had seat warmers, and when I would get into the car and it was cold, I would turn on the seat warmer and think, ah.
2: Didn't we go to some Star Trek-themed bar in maybe Vegas? Yeah, that sounds like and that there was sounds like, like a, thing. a bunch of bubbling, like cocktails and stuff. Yes,
1: I think we in fact ordered the Warp Core Breach. Okay. Uh, which was a, which oh, was a four heard about person this. beverage. Okay. And I
3: don't drink, and I've heard about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just like a scorpion bowl. I mean, that that bar is just kind of like a tiki bar, but everything is, there's a lot more drinks with dry ice in them and fewer rum. with fire. Yeah. <laughs> there's more dry ice than rum. Um, it was, it was the bar associated with the Star Trek experience oh, right, at the which Las Vegas closed husband. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you – you went to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we went there together pretty soon before it closed because I remember it being yeah. very cheap and us getting a ticket where we just got to ride it as many times as we wanted, which was once.
2: There was the sort of most interesting part of it, like – a lot of really well-designed rides is the line because mm-hmm. <laughs> the the, the line's like, really good for that informative like timeline of all the different star trek universes all interweaved was
1: really yeah. cool so it was really funny seeing a history a timeline of all of human history that starts being fictional in like 1991 well no 19 <laughs> 1917
2: or whatever like, well because okay, like, yeah. there's a bunch of like uh, time travel episodes were like oh, oh wait, right <laughs>
1: right right so but, but it like breaks from like it, here is this thing that is a timeline that encompasses past and future and this ride was built in 1991 so uh, this was the point at which like th- now it now it just starts being about zephram Cochrane right. instead of about you know okay. uh, the, the ride they did brothers. not
2: update it with continued like current events
1: I mean, that stuff's not cheap. They did not really make a lot of money at that thing. I don't
2: know. I mean, they shut it down, so it couldn't have been crazy profitable, right? I mean, you know, you'd think...
1: Maybe if it had had survived another 10 years, there would have been enough, like, dorks with disposable income to go do it.
2: Well, if it had survived to the Star Trek reboot, I wonder Mm -hmm. if that
1: would have had an impact. It seems like it it would have just been a pain in the ass to try to thread that in. Did you guys ever read that article about they were supposed to build a giant, like to say life-size doesn't mean anything, but like a life-size Star Trek Enterprise. A one-to-one. Off of Fremont Street. Oh, wow. Like, huh. and it was going to be, like, the disc of it was going to be a hotel that you could stay in. Huh. Um, and it, like, got- and there are no bathrooms at all. Yeah, none, none at all. <laughs> uh, and all the food is free. It just comes out of a garbage chute. Right. Uh, but there, there was, it was just, like, it was mostly just a depressing story about bureaucracy and how close something awesome can get to being made. And then how tr- how frivolously it can be made not a thing how?
2: anymore. Uh, but, like, how does bureaucracy stop anything from being built in Vegas? Right? Like, it seems like everything...
1: It was like studio bureaucracy. It was like, no, oh, really one Vegas. guy was like, I don't think this is a good idea, so Paramount is out. And so now uh, you can't okay. build So they didn't thing. get yeah. the licensing rights or yeah. something. But, I mean, Vegas is a city. Like, I'm sure that there are some Democrats there. I
2: don't know that there's any zoning laws of any kind at all. <laughs> you don't think? <laughs> no. You think it's just a free-for-all? <laughs> kind
1: that's of. What, like, I mean, what, kind what of if of I want to build the world's largest neon cowboy? Go ahead.
3: I think that's the point of Las Vegas. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah it's weird how many d- weird structures fall on you <laughs> as how, you walk down the street there.
2: How many cities can you just openly drink on the sidewalk? I can think of two it's it's vegas and uh new orleans, new orleans right yeah,
1: yeah. I that's wonder like a couple of block radius where that's okay oh i was gonna say they're more than a couple of blocks apart um,
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> i wonder how many buildings there are in las vegas that don't have a mobster buried in the foundation
1: Ah, uh, you know, there's a
3: lot of new... That sounds like a Google interview question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a lot of new ones. I don't think there are... I don't think... I don't know that there are mobsters anymore, at least none that we know the names of. I feel like they're just not as ostentatious as they used to be. They, you know, well, it just, this town deserves just a, a new classic from to it to kill all. a
3: mobster and put it in the building.
1: Oh, man, did you hear they're finally God. publishing a sequel to To just Kill just a saying. Mobster? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jesus. That seems like some depressing bullshit. Now, wasn't... Hasn't that right been
3: written there. for, like, 50 years?
1: Well, yeah, and, f- like, it's published on the on the auspicious event of her lawyer having died and her being deranged in a nursing home. Oh, is that
3: what's happening? Seems like it. Hmm. Uh,
1: it really does, and that's gross. And just a reminder of what's in store for all of us. <laughs> See, this is why I hope that Harlan Ellison gets what he wants. I feel like Harlan Ellison's well, probably going to die pretty soon.
3: I think and- the trick is to hire a lawyer who's younger than
1: you. Okay. <laughs> I mean people she's she lived to be old as fuck she's old as fuck now she's like 88 she had a sister that lived to be like 104 who was partially in control of something who died like this year but uh but yeah harlan ellison wants all of his shit just he wants his office just incinerated when he (laughs) dies because he does not want people publishing half finished stories that Um, he elected not to publish that makes a lot of sense did you ever read the the salmon
0: of doubt yeah finished douglas adams i never i never got around to it is i didn't you know it, maybe i
1: didn't maybe well. i bought it and didn't read it what okay i've did... not read
3: it was that just published unfinished
1: yeah he had written like half of another hitchhiker's i think or maybe neil gaiman finished it and then they published it okay um which is no. fine whatever there were probably
3: some notes you get joseph heller to do it <laughs> he's also dead oh shit I think <laughs> he, does he died have, does he have a son
2: after uh, Kurt vonnegut
3: uh, okay get yuri
1: geller to do it
2: all the all the children of famous authors have a
1: club all <laughs> oh, right who's that brian herbert and yeah. uh, christopher tolkien yeah. and Man,
0: i've heard uh, the brian herbert dune books are just atrocious
1: i read a couple of them and they were not so bad really have you guys seen they G- were like dune fanfic i mean it was jodorowsky's sure. kind of dune the documentary no. i'd
2: like to i've heard that's really interesting
1: i've also heard that
2: it's fascinating funny. You should watch it. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for you, but it it would have been a very different movie than uh, David Lynch's Dune.
1: It came up in this Star Wars book that I'm reading. Really? Um, yeah, because somebody they, it. Jodorowsky's Dune was being pitched around the time of the sort of like post Star Wars space movie fervor that resulted in a lot of there were a lot of people in common between it and Alien and also. There was a little bit Well, of a little yeah, bit I mean basic, basically like, the, like the whole
2: crew from yeah. jedorowski's Dune went on to make Alien. But there were like a couple <laughs> there there were a couple specific
1: Such. people who were like key to that. Um But yeah, reading reading this book, I man buying this book about the history of Star Wars <laughs> has basically made me stop reading because I don't really want to keep reading this really? book but <laughs> I, I have this rule about only having one ebook at a time cuz I don't want to start hoarding ebooks
3: you could just not, I could just not, not finish it I book. want
1: to finish reading it I just never it's not like a you real want to have read it it's not a gripping page turner I want to know all of the things that are in it I Get eventually I, I was notes. also reading uh, John Dies at the End in print and I just decided I was going to stop I hate I hate not finishing books when I'm like a third of the way through them. But yeah. that Well, really
0: I mean, good. you already know how it ends.
3: <laughs> I guess that's true. I really like the movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really well done for what it was, mm. and it was something that it was something that's super. I don't know. It's super goofy, but it's also like a. It's interesting in the way that like Joe versus the volcano is interesting in that like this is a this is not one of the however many plots there are. This does not fall under that category. Oh, yeah? Mm. Yeah. Huh. Um,
1: I have never actually been able to watch all of Joe Versus the Volcano. I feel like I I only only tried when I was a kid and it was boring. Yeah. Uh, I I know that there's a a depressing office and then later there's a guy on some trunks that are strapped together in the ocean.
3: Yeah, with an enormous moon. And then he befriends a volleyball. Yeah, that's the one. In the sequel. Right. (laughs) His wife leaves him because she thinks he's dead.
0: Yep. Right. Right. And then he marries a, a volcano,
1: volcano which is right. weird. his wife Meg
3: Ryan. And then they have to fight to the death.
1: Yeah. Right. For that. For, for the hand of his ex-wife. Right. Yeah. But just right. the hand. Yeah. It's weird. We should, that's fucked up. See, it's it's a weird plot. Yeah. Right, you're right. not right. that, is, <laughs> that isn't like any other story? <laughs> <laughs> what What is the story of Joe versus Val- like a guy is sad because his depressing office job, and he decides he's going to go kill himself, but then he meets a woman and doesn't kill himself?
3: Um part isn't of it is that sort of, like, part of it is that they what is it okay i'm going to spoil like, it here cuz i actually remember the plot now yeah there is a tribe that i was about to say that, tribe yeah, yeah volcanic that sacrifice has thing. some sort of like resource that a uh, a businessman needs and the businessman is trying to barter like he wants to th- he he needs to find a sacrifice for yes. their volcano right. so that they because all the spam or whatever isn't enough right Uh, and so he convinces, he sends doctors to convince Tom Hanks that Tom Hanks is going to die anyway. Oh, because of a brain cloud, right? Some, yeah, like a really uh, implausible sounding disease. Okay. And yeah, no, it's then hijinks ensue. He he straps some trunks together and and uh, she plays like three characters in the movie. Oh,
1: weird. Including the lead, Tom Hanks isn't even actually in it. She's Meg also the Ryan trunks. as
3: Tom Hanks as Joe. She's also she's the trunks.
1: It is a pair of trunks, as I recall, yeah. that they tie together.
3: She's also the strap tying the trunks together.
1: <laughs> uh, she was a strapping lass back then. Uh, now she's just mm. a plastic surgery victim. Oh. So I've heard. I don't know. I don't read TMZ or whatever
3: that is. Did you ever write a TMZ headline generator? I didn't. Did you? No, I just, it seems like the sort of thing you would do. Eh, okay. I don't actually Given know anything time. about TMZ <laughs> other
1: than, like, occasionally I will hear a comedian on a podcast being angry at them. Sure. And that, you know, it's like, like things that are the target of constant scorn and derision are not things that I try to seek out.
3: Sure. but if I feel you were- like it's
1: actually not super characteristic of people. Like, I feel like whatever instinct a lot of people have like, Oh, this sounds terrible. I'm going to look at it. Yeah. I just don't.
3: Well, yeah, it's, it's uh, I think that's a, a natural thing to want to do to, to, to look at really horrible things so you can figure out how to avoid them happening to you. So I don't,
1: I don't know that
3: like, if you, if you, Read a bunch of TMZ headlines. You can figure out how to not star in a TMZ headline. (laughs)
1: Okay. So like, don't ever get famous. Right. And then have sex with anyone.
3: Right. Okay.
1: I have, uh, I've never seen Gangnam Style. Wow. Really?
2: Oh. Hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: You might be the only one. I had a friend
3: who had never seen Goatsy. And right after telling me this, he begged me not to show him Goatsy. And I was like, dude, like, it's like. Here is a priceless Ming vase that's lasted for two thousand years. Please don't break it. Why would I want to destroy so, uh, like an artifact like that? That's that is incredibly <laughs> precious. I'm
1: sorry, someone who hasn't seen Goetzie is super yeah. valuable, and you don't want to fuck it up, right? Like, yeah, not. like okay. that, no,
2: that's you should so- sell them to All a right. museum
1: yeah i was like i thought i thought maybe that sentence was going there's a priceless ming vase right here i am never again going to have the opportunity to destroy that yeah. much vase I,
3: I think yeah i think uh there are people who would think that way uh but not me people who are not me
1: i did point out to my friend once when we were next to a porta potty that ozzy osborne was Inside that, this was probably going to be our only chance to go to jail for knocking over a porta potty with Ozzy Osbourne in it. He was not swayed to actually do
3: it, and I couldn't
1: tip it over by myself.
3: Yeah, but did you go to jail for rocking back and forth a porta potty with Ozzy Osbourne in it?
1: <laughs> nah, he was he was pretty cool about it, actually. Yeah, well, I think he's kind of hard to understand these days. <laughs> That's true, yeah, he can only talk in Black Sabbath lyrics. I almost said Blind Melon instead of Black Sabbath. <laughs> you should I'm have just gone sure with that, it. Yeah. Do you think Shannon Hoon and Ozzy Osbourne would have been friends? They both did a lot of heroin. That's all you need. He, it must be, right? I mean, that's, a, that's certainly a, an important thing to have in common. I feel like it's the most important thing a lot of people have in common. Yeah,
3: shared activity, shared life circumstances. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. There's a lot of, you know. I know, you know, like often being really drunk is the only thing that I have in common with some of the people that I feel like I've had the deepest in the moment connections with uh, of my life. Got to be 10 times as good for heroin. I I would have to imagine. I I just always think of heroin as being like booze only way better. That's what I imagine. And the only reason that I don't do it all the time is because I'm just I'm saving it for later. I'm delaying (laughs) gratification.
3: (laughs) I'm trying to think of what I imagine booze to be like only way better. Can't think of anything.
1: You don't even like booze that much
3: though. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like if I were to oh, oh right, because I don't I don't actually like booze. You actually have never even tried heroin. That's yeah. Right. So it's it's a different it's a different a different comparison then. I mean as far as
1: the listeners know.
3: As far as I know. Yeah, well no. I keep, everybody Kevin is just staring now. He <laughs> always
1: talks me out of it. I keep trying to get Kevin to get me some heroin, and he's like, "I don't think that's a good <laughs> idea, Zach." I'm like, yeah, you're probably
3: right. But well, you you were talking about how Kevin is your proxy adult.
0: Yeah, I've had yeah. it yeah. described you, to me that heroin is like having the flu, except you don't care.
3: Huh. You could get. A proxy adult that could score you heroin. I think those exist, too. That's probably true. I mean, I feel like they don't sell heroin to kids. That would be against nah, the law. <laughs> yeah. That would be unethical.
1: Hey, speaking of uh, addictive things that trigger all your dopamines and whatnot. Yeah. Has, has, anybody, uh, has anybody done anything exciting or interesting in the last week?
2: We went to uh, we went to a room escape the size of a stadium.
1: In a stadium? In a stadium. It was literally the size of a stadium because it could not help but be. <laughs>
2: It was at AT&T Park. Uh,
1: it was Which good. water do you think you'd have to pour into a baseball stadium before you had a baseball stadium's worth of water? Do you have to fill it all the One? way up? That seems like to be really hard. It'd, go, it'd flow down into the dugout. Yeah. But like I knocked over a glass of water in the stadium, and I would not say that that glass contained a stadium's worth of water.
2: We had we got to go down into the into the dugout and yeah. I was excited at first and then I was like there are way too many people in this dugout. Yeah, we were in the Giants
1: <laughs> dugout and I was like wow this sucks. Yeah. I, I wish we I so this- I had a weird thing happen that nobody cares about. I randomly made a joke about The line in the Bell and Sebastian song, I'll meet you at the statue in an hour, when we were meeting someone at the statue. And then I realized in thinking about it that the statue we were meeting the person at was actually the statue that they were talking about in the song of all of the statues in the world, the memory of which to have been prompted by just the word statue. And I thought that was really interesting, but nobody Hmm. else does. I
3: I think... (laughs) Yeah, sorry to ruin it.
1: <laughs> I know, it's but, fucked up. But it is this I, amazing thing that no one else cares about. No, it makes me I, really just mad. Don't,
3: I just don't think it's amazing. I think you were probably primed to think about that song because it was that statue.
1: But I didn't know that that statue existed. Like, if you had said, what statue are they talking about in this song? I would have said, oh, I don't know. Oh. And then, because it just happened to be, like, I, I seriously, this is why it's amazing. I only thought about it because of the word statue. I'll how did, how did you statue? figure out
2: that it was the statue from the song? Because
1: I started thinking I started playing the song in my head and I realized that it was about going to a baseball game at Giant Stadium. Oh. And then I had this amazing revelation that no one else will ever understand or care about.
3: I see. I, in that case at some point in your life you must have cognizantly, you know been been cognizant of the of the song being about a baseball game at Giant Stadium. So that No, that I knew it was, but what... I had
1: never been to Giant Stadium and I did yeah. not know that the statue in question. I always assumed it was in a park where they were going to have some kind of gay sex. When was the that? Is what I assumed. Song,
2: when was the song written?
1: I don't know. It was on the Juno soundtrack.
2: Because it's also possible that they're referencing Candlestick Park.
1: Okay, a different statue. Which is a
2: different stadium. But that
1: statue looked old, and it's a statue of a man that they was may dead. Have moved it. Maybe it was outside before the song Candlestick. came out. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, statue. Uh, it's a statue of Mickey Mantle.
2: We got to run, we got to run around yeah, on, to the run on the baseball field. field. It was pretty, it was good. pretty great.
1: <laughs> it sounds good. It's always been your dream to be a major league like, baseball player, Kevin.
3: N- not at all. Oh, you want to be a professional so golfer. <laughs> so this was like a Attack on Titan themed thing. Yeah. Did that present in any interesting way? I mean, yeah. They showed an intro
1: some intro video and they showed some very heavily edited clips of it with their own VO and storyline.
3: It's pretty, mm, pretty like, high. Production showed like on, on the screen. On the, the Jumbotron. Yeah. yeah. Nice.
1: Attack on Titan looks real fucking creepy. Yeah, it's, it's really super weird. Good. Like giant gross baby giants. Yeah,
0: there's some scary stuff in it. I hope they make another season because it ended on a real cliffhanger.
3: Did, it ended uh, on a real anime? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Have you watched it, Jim?
3: I have not. Okay. I have heard that it is about uh, humans living in like the last safe city, walled city, and there are yep. Mm-hmm. apparently titans are the names of the creatures wandering around outside. Yeah, that, so, that eat people. Yeah, Attack on thematically, doesn't
1: make any sense as the title.
3: Yeah, and thematically that means escape from the stadium means you're actually escaping into the jaws of a titan.
1: Well, no, we were trying to wake up the one guy who, because it's a goddamn anime, can turn into a titan at will or when he gets wet or some shit. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. And then the idea is to reclaim the, like...
3: The access to the outside, the outdoors. And you have an hour to do it?
1: Yep. You do, yep. It was pretty good. We basically just sat there while Kevin solved all the puzzles, and then we were like, yay, we won. That's not
3: That's not even vaguely true. But So, my sister and her friends actually coincidentally did this on the same day. They might have even been in the same stadium at the same time, for all I know. Um, and what she said was that uh, a different person was key to solving every puzzle in their yeah. case. Hmm. Which I... Th- I think that's the way you should do it. So Kevin, yeah, that's shape nice up
2: when it happens. Well, I mean it was like we were all working on the first set and then the second set I just got there first and it was it was th- like they just and it was, explained. Like, it was they basically explain how to do it.
1: The second oh. part was like also the bulk of the work in the first one was a bunch of different puzzles. The bulk right. of the work in the second one was just a trivially easy crossword puzzle. That mm-hmm. was the third one, actually. Oh, okay, well, but the, the third one, yeah,
2: that one was like just figuring out the that one actually was figuring out the the trick, and then which I didn't do. Somebody else, yeah, we did that have out.
1: another person whose critical insight at the last moment uh, actually got us the the, the final answer the rest of the way. Yeah,
2: it was. I mean, it was definitely in general a team effort, and then we we went back and we solved all the bits that we hadn't solved. Well beginning. you did.
1: I kept, well, yeah, I kept working after we were after too busy finished. dicking around pretending to be baseball players and That's spitting <laughs> chaw juice on the floor of the dugout.
3: Did you bring your own chaw?
1: You know they um they called that a dugout because baseball was originally played in crude canoes. Crude canoes, New Jersey.
3: It's the name of the city where baseball <laughs> was <laughs> Is that, a, is that a pun? No. Okay. Well, d- there's a dugout. <laughs> I, don't, a I don't really understand puns.
1: <laughs> you can d- you can make a canoe out of a it's tree. A, it's by a kind big. of a
3: boat? Yeah,
1: a dugout is a oh.
3: crude canoe. I did not know. Yeah, well. <laughs> also, I'm also, a bark. So, so happy to show. have ruined this Ooh, joke. A
1: bark. Could you make a bark out of the bark after you, d- <laughs> you <laughs> dugout out of a dugout? Mm. Mm. I don't think they let them chew tobacco anymore. I think they just chew gum and spit sugar spit. Really? At each other, yeah. Sugar spit. Yep. That's what they call it.
3: (laughs) Okay. What do you call the the alternative to the tobacco alternative where you have a thing sticking out from behind your lip?
0: Hmm? A a cigarette?
3: (laughs) No. (laughs) There's like this Yell this like brown chunk of tobacco stuff that you just keep between your lip and your teeth.
1: Oh, that's just that's tobacco. That's just chewing tobacco. Is that what it is? Th- I
3: mean, I yeah. guess that some I think- people
2: have it in like. There's like tea bags. So, yeah, there's or like
1: there's like little like a skull bandit or a sn- or a camel snooze or the.
3: <laughs> I thought that was a separate thing. I've I've just seen there's this like this sub community like- on Vine just posting videos of themselves doing like gang signs while. Holding this, this tobacco between their lip and their teeth.
1: So there's like there's chewing tobacco like in a red man pouch. Which chewing is, tobacco,
2: you do you just keep you it just between chew. your lip your lip You don't, mouth, you don't no, no, chew no, no, it. Here's what I'm saying is there's different. You don't
1: chew. There's there is a kind of chewing tobacco that you do chew. It's oh, the kind that comes in like what big league chew is modeled after is the big pouch of more or less just strips of tobacco that you do just kind of gnaw on. Really, and then there is what some people refer to as snuff what other people refer to as dip which is like very finely ground tobacco. Yeah, you put or little, chew is that is what hashtags like a can of, when you see a videos. can of chew that, yes, it it is. Okay, so that's maybe like, I just... I feel like the the pouch uh, the pouch of like large scale shredded tobacco is more like your grandpa thing like I've never hardly, even heard of that. They hardly sell that anymore. But you know big like chew the gum. Yeah, right I... which is like like, that is modeled after a product that, like, it doesn't come in a little hockey puck can. Right. Right. There is stuff that comes like that, but that sort of post-dates when it's okay to sell tobacco, that's so confusing. fake tobacco analog to kids. People refer to it as snuff, but snuff is actually powdered dry tobacco that you snort.
0: Right. Yeah, that's, that's, do people, like, is that even still a thing?
1: I don't. I mean I'd never heard that's of that like, activity. I had some in that's high like, school. Something like, if you'd somebody see has a snuff like, box that's yeah, like that's yeah, like, that's like, like a, Lewis Carroll probably had a snuff yeah, box. Or there's, like there's a, there's a lot of movies about that, right? You know what you know what Lewis Carroll did that I read about? He yeah. liked to, of an evening, go up and pace about on the roof smoking a cigar. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the thing that made me feel like me and Lewis Carroll would have been buddies. Until he was like, <laughs> Hey you wanna fuck some kids? and I'd be like, No, <laughs>
3: And he'd be like, "Why that's
1: not?" When we probably would have stopped. Yeah, he would have said, "Why not?" It's not illegal yet. It's the seventeen hundreds <laughs> or whatever. I'm like, "Yeah, but it's gonna be." And I know that in this story somehow, and it makes me feel you weird. You
2: cannot trust anyone with two
1: first names. That's that's true.
3: <laughs> hmm. Um,
1: yeah, so we escaped. Especially it.
3: someone who changes their gender in the middle of the name. <laughs> <It's>,
1: <laughs> well, no, it's like Carol was a Carol was a man's name. Yeah, no, like Carol it? O'Connor. Yeah, the Carol O'Connor. I didn't know that. Stacy Keach.
0: <laughs> Leslie um, Nielsen
1: Yeah You know All those famous carols <laughs> uh, Don we now are Leslie Nielsen um, <laughs> <laughs> Bells on Stacy Keach ring Um have you played any video games anybody
2: <laughs> i'm I've been playing all infinifactory all the time oh, Jesus Christ yeah, you have yeah.
1: Kevin uh came home from work at eight am today because <laughs> this is not that late. I think you realized at midnight that you had done nothing but play Infinifactory so you had to put in an eight hours of work
0: <laughs> i <laughs> had to I had to text Kevin the other night because I noticed that he was posting scores that were like half the time of of zack's and mine i was like how the hell are you doing that and it turned out he did it by paying attention <laughs> <laughs> both of trick. you
2: i think neglected to notice that you can increase the rate at which stuff comes out of the holes yeah <laughs> and that has a dramatic impact
3: That's on a how fast serious you can sequence solved. break we trick there, like yeah.
1: described this game on last week's episode I think right? so like, yeah. I think maybe I had played it and you hadn't or, or something I had I mean, definitely it, not played it until this week um it's like 3d it's like Minecraft space cam
2: yeah so you're you're it's <clears throat> I, I mean it's basically just building internal parts to a computer you're basically just writing logic and mm-hmm. running running wires from one place to another and yeah it's like Minecraft redstone the game well yeah. not not <sighs> it really is
0: well, plus conveyor belts, because Minecraft doesn't have very good conveyor belts. <laughs>
3: I mean, so, are but, you solving puzzles in three dimensions? Is that yeah, necessary? Yeah.
1: It basically is like it. Here, here are some extruders that are shitting out single blocks of a certain composition. Here is a place where you need to send these constructed objects that are made out of these blocks fused together in certain compositions. Now, build a machine to like take all the inputs, assemble them into the into the output, and deliver it to the. And then the goal. you are rated on
2: two separate axes: how quickly you do it, and the minimal like footprint. how little space yeah. your machine takes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you can optimize for either of them.
1: And it's a super super cool game. And it's mm-hmm. I knew that it was one that you were just going to go oh God, so far it's up so its good. ass that I would never see you until until I mastered it until you finish it they said i feel bad for you they sent patches to the first 100 people to complete it yeah i, oh, I, I saw, that, yeah. I saw that on twitter i was
2: like cuz it was still windows only at that point and i was just not going to boot into windows to play it and and i was like you know it's fine there's a there's an official Infiniminer minor party
1: at gdc that we can we can all go oh, to okay. and hang out do with you think him. notch will be there
2: i don't know he's not coming to gdc so i doubt it so yeah but
1: he lives in L A. Now, why does not he need drive up to go to the in party? I don't
2: think he actually lives there. I think he just bought it to have parties. <laughs> he just he just
1: bought it to warehouse all of his jelly beans. Maybe. <laughs>
3: um,
1: so, so yeah, that's so that's just factory. like
2: that's just it for me. I, until good. I until I have beaten it, I'm probably two thirds of the way through at this point. Uh, the problem is that I like each time I acquire a new tool, I go back and mm-hmm. resolve the earlier levels more efficiently. Oh, you can take <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah that's cool. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess not. It's a little mean. i have i I have spent and probably yet you won't
1: get me heroin.
2: <laughs> I have spent eight, eight hours probably on a level the level is called drone maintenance, and you're basically what you were supposed to do is it's like this tank that is that instead of just a single block, it extrudes an entire tank and you have to remove the barrel and the little like canopy part. And then put a new barrel and a new canopy part on, and then put it through. So Mm -hmm. it's very straightforward and very, you can just do it easily. Um, But I have.
1: Easily with quotes around it.
2: Well, but I have become obsessed with trying to make this like crazy, intricate, minimal footprint version of it where I take the tank. And before it has any chance to go anywhere, I break it into parts and put it in a single line and then reconstruct it at the far end so that it doesn't take up as much floor space to travel yeah. to, to traverse the room. And it's just I don't have enough vertical space to, like, pull this off, I think. So I it's, it's been very
1: frustrating as I have. What, trying to do this crazy bullshit thing that you just made up that yep. you don't know whether it's actually possible has been frustrating. Yeah,
3: <laughs> so it only measures the, the floor. Footprint in two dimensions,
1: it, from top down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you can go
2: vertically as much as you want. It, like there's, there are constraints in every space, but yeah, but most of them are outside. But then there are a couple of room, places where it's indoors, which dramatically like limits your verticality.
3: Yeah, it's <sighs> a good game. I highly a, recommend it. It's
2: really good. I like in college. I think my favorite class ever was. Um, just circuit design. And so all we did was spin like basically just patching breadboards and like just dealing with like low level electronics. And this is basically that in video game form. I feel like.
3: Yeah. When you were talking about Redstone, I, what's the name of the the programming language that, the, that we use to design an integrated circuit, like VL, VLSI. Sure. I think that's very it. very
2: large systems integration,
3: something like that. Yeah. Um, I keep waiting for like You just made that up, right? It, I,
1: don't know. I know you
3: HDL <laughs> I think is
1: what you're thinking of, hardware design language. I
3: think there's one with a V. Okay. Um and I was just I was going I was going there in terms of like, okay, either uh, a VLSI compiler that outputs to an infin- Infinifactory level or to redstone. Or-
1: I feel like Redstone is more like circuits, and this is l- slightly less like circuits, and more like, uh, I don't know, Plato Fun Factory.
3: Sure, yeah.
2: VLSI is the process of creating an integrated circuit. Oh, Very large-scale integration.
1: Oh, huh, wow. Well, I thought you were just making that up to be funny.
2: No. I, I did go to a technical school.
1: Well, sure, it. but you majored in drama and philosophy. Yeah,
2: Sure.
3: You just picked that stuff up, though. Yeah, I was just it.
1: around that. Like it's it's <laughs> like diffusion. Right, you did build a computer from scratch, right? <laughs> I mean, well, you needed to bake a pie. <laughs> <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Um, y- you needed to make a raspberry pie. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. No, that wasn't going anywhere. No, mm-hmm. I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I man, I uh, I remember. I, I I remember a couple hours ago <laughs> this thing that happened where I was like, Kevin, I'm trying to, I don't understand how to do this thing. What I need is the opposite of this one part, and you were like, Oh, this level gave you a new part, which is the opposite of this one part. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. The blocker like, instead of the piston. Yeah,
2: like, you're I'm, like, I I get what they're trying to say. It's like I should use this thing but like the the reverse of what it is and i was like yes okay. <laughs> that is that is accurate <laughs>
1: man it's this this game is fairly good at like making me feel like there's no way i'm ever going to be smart enough to pull this thing off and then you like, pull it off actually you sort of just do it one step at a time and get it yeah. done and it is I'm super not, fascinating
2: like, to watch other people chasing work on stuff too the because yeah. they like everybody thinks about things differently and so like their yeah, solutions I really want to see other
0: people's solutions
2: yeah, I want to. I, I want to show you some of my super yeah. minimalist stuff because I'm. I'm. I'm really proud of a couple of. They're they're just so much fun to watch. Yeah,
0: I need to get I've, a loop of that Bugs Bunny song. The do 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 do
2: do do <laughs> do 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 do.
0: Or
1: the um <laughs> the Breakfast Machine. Yeah, the Breakfast Machine. Yeah. Uh,
2: I also have been playing. Uh, and speaking of factory games, uh, Gold Factory. Uh, the Gold Factory? Oh
0: yeah, someone mentioned that in chat. How is that?
1: It's, it's a, not very good.
0: It, it it
2: aspires to be a candy box and it...
1: It goes a long way. It
2: does some things. I
1: appreciate its ambition, but it's... Its writing is really terrible and I think its design is about as bad as its writing. It's
2: obviously derivative and it like even specifically calls out the games that it's... Hmm. referencing which you know it just hmm. didn't need to do that it could have just been its own thing and everyone would know and it would be okay
1: yep bits <sighs> yeah. i mean if you like the if you like if you like candy box you can play gold factory
2: yeah it I, I did not learn until two days in that you can there's more to this game than fits on your screen so you need to scroll to the to the right <laughs> and down yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I mean that's a that's a big reveal. That's yeah, like, That's true. that is I I think a frog fractions caliber sure. turn. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: no, not really. <laughs> uh, it, it actually kind of literally is, honestly.
2: Well, okay. Did I've, you uh did you buy the plane yet?
1: Yeah. Does
2: it open more stuff?
1: Eh, a thing. Hmm. I yeah, I just I quit. I just shut it down. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I like I just it, I enjoy those things because I am the result of millions of years of evolution calculated <laughs> to produce a thing that enjoys that kind of thing, not because <laughs> that thing is good. Wow. And I just, I, like, I'm getting better about just, like, cutting the cord. Like, I'm not getting better about not starting <laughs> them, So right? I that just, is
2: fundamentally unsatisfying in a way that Infinite Factory is fundamentally satisfying because
1: you are actually creating something. Oh yeah, that's I think so, yeah. Okay. I mean, also Infinifactory like has a beginning and an end and it's not wasting your time.
2: Okay. There's actually like a sort of overarching plot which I was surprised to discover and that's it's neat. It's like just enough to sort of keep you engaged but you're obvi- the game is obviously these puzzles
0: yeah and i spend and so Santa much Factory, time on the puzzles yeah,
1: that i forget yeah, yeah i don't remember i like i remember them being like weirdly sad <laughs> yeah. in a lot of cases um <laughs> i like
0: the one where you find the dog
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um
1: what about you riff uh
0: i got around to going back and finishing uh danganronpa 2 Oh, wow. That's been on your list for a while. Yeah,
1: it's... That's it's, that weird, like, high school trial or you yeah, die thing. Yeah,
0: high school murders, uh, trials thing. It, um... It's... It, the writing and, and plots and the creativity of the murders and everything got, kept being superb all the way to the end. There's some, like, really good big twists in the story at the end that, that now makes me think that people should absolutely play the first one first whereas previously I think I just said you ought to play the first one first Um, however I did get I did start to get pretty mad at the the actual like courtroom scenes because they integrate these these like uh, like action mini games that really don't fit the rest of the gameplay because it's like it's a story mystery solving game and then all of a sudden you have to play like a shitty endless runner mini game or uh, huh. a shitty hangman crossed with asteroids mini game. And it just really gets in the way and made me really mad to the point where I ended up playing the last few trial sequences with a walkthrough open. Is, is just, that a just so joke or is there really
1: it. a hangman asteroids combo?
0: No, that's a, yeah, no, that's absolutely Describe true. that. Yeah, I'm curious. It's... Um, so, you've got the blanks down at the bottom of the screen showing you, like, how many letters are in the phrase you need to spell out, plus, like, spaces if it's multiple words. And letters drift in from the edges of the screen and float across the screen to the other side. If two different letters collide, they will explode and that reduces your health meter. Mm. Uh, but you can, you can, uh, either tap with the touchscreen because it's on Vita or use the analog stick to move a, a reticle to an asteroid and then tap it to sort of collect it into like a like, like storage, you know, like you're holding this thing and then you can put it back down on top of another like similar letter asteroid to, uh, to make it larger and then explode that asteroid to send the letter into the phrase that you're trying to make
3: huh is there yeah, a penalty a, for guessing wrong
0: uh yeah yeah if you if you try and send in an incorrect letter then then you get penalized and you have to do the word in order so like you have to you have to send in the first letter of the phrase first
2: oh wow. how yeah. do you even know what it is
0: context really because what what's happened huh. is somebody has asked you a question and okay. this hangman phrase is the answer to that question wow yeah, it sucks. My game
1: sounds cool but not if you have to play it in order to make progress at something else. Yeah,
0: yeah. Especially yeah, I, something I, cerebral like a like a mystery story. <laughs> that's
3: yeah, that's something weird. that like really bugs me about a, a when a game design requires you to suddenly be good at this entirely something different totally game. Something totally
0: different. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's I always
3: hated the action
1: sequences in like a space quest or whatever. Mm-hmm.
3: Sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, it even just going from um text-driven adventures to King's Quest-style adventure games where, like, oh, suddenly it's part of the gameplay to, like, maneuver this character through a maze of pixels where, like, oh, this pixel is a thorn, so if you accidentally touch that, you just die. Mm -hmm. And that
0: yeah, and I I still really that's, recommend that's not what I the want game adventure to game. someone who likes like a murder mystery story because the sure. the plots and the characters and everything are fantastic, but just I uh, don't set set it, it at least gives you separate difficulty control for the action games. Yeah, and yeah, for the mini games, so it's like just set that down to easy and open a walkthrough so that you don't have to guess more than a couple of times <laughs> and just mm. go with it. Yeah.
1: Well, is the game fun if you know what the word is?
0: yeah it's fine, okay, well, so then it is a fun. I mean game. the the mini game still isn't fun if you know what the word is, but the rest okay. of the game is oh. yeah, give I meant y- the mini game. okay, no. no it's just the knowing what the word is lets you get through the mini game fast enough that you can get to the good bits of the game again.
1: Anything else? Uh,
0: the only other thing I can think of is I played a little bit of the new. Uh, the new Lego game based on the Lego movie and it's basically just another one of those Lego games again but it's a really good one hmm. so if you like those it's it's on the iPad the iPad controls are really nice
3: one of the travelers tales Lego games
0: yeah the ones where you've got the the yeah oh, third, third person view down. with all yes, the exactly uh, yeah yeah with all the different uh, you know all the different characters doing that have their own little abilities to do the different tasks in the
1: those games never really got their hooks into
3: me yeah i i liked you know a few of them and then they just never went anywhere Mm
1: -hmm. it always seemed like the like i got you know the star wars trilogy one i was like ah man this is gonna be awesome because i get all these jokes like i but then it's like "Eh,
3: i just play for a while i probably won't end up
0: finishing it but it's doing this it's enjoyable as a thing to do
3: did they start i heard they started talking the legos at some point in those games
0: yeah, I think they did. I mean, this one, the, the cut scenes are just clips from the movie.
1: Okay, yeah. I You know, I remember being nervous about that, but then it turned out to be fine. Oh, <laughs> like They did great, a totally man. fine job. Yeah, it's, what, oh, good. Did you see
3: the Lego movie? I haven't. It's I, really good. Oh, it's yeah, been recommended to, it. to me. I should like, see yeah, it. it's,
1: it's wonderful. A, it, you know, I don't want to oversell it, lest your expectations get set too high. Right, of course. But I, you know. I hate everything, and I thought
3: it was good. I don't hate everything. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's pretty you, much all I played.
3: I, I, I played uh, Gat Out of Hell, yeah, which is uh, sort of a – it's another Saints Row 3 expansion pack that got turned into a retail product. Oh three? right, like Saints Row four. four. Yes, mm. uh, Four was also uh, Saints Row Three expansion pack that of got turned into a yeah. It was product. supposed to
1: be Enter the Dominatrix.
3: Yeah, okay, yeah. So
0: God Out of Hell is a standalone. It's not uh, Saints Row Four right, yes. DLC. Oh, okay. I didn't right,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, and I have a I don't know my relationship with the Saints Row series is I think maybe uh, maybe everyone's, which is that I. I thought one was pretty bad and two was not bad and then three was hilarious, but still, like, not amazing game design. Um, and then after uh, THQ um, cratered, and I, I think... Uh, is it is it Deep Silver now that owns those developers? Uh, okay, yeah. Anyway, I feel like they kind of are trying to milk what they have because AAA is so expensive rather than trying to make a new thing. And it's, it's really kind of showing the seams are kind of showing now. We
1: saw one of the guys that, uh, worked on Sansa three at a dragon con panel once, but Chris Avalone had gotten him so drunk that he literally could not speak. <laughs> That's And so it was a slightly less than informative panel. <laughs>
3: Thanks. Chris Avalone. <laughs>
1: I I wish I were exaggerating. It was, I felt really bad for the guy.
3: He was on a panel. Yes. And and was he trying to speak? Yes. Yeah, it was kind (laughs) of
1: embarrassing. I mean, like, yeah, it, it was. I just mostly felt sympathy. Everything sure. that I've seen
2: about Saints Row 4 leads me to believe that it would be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it sure. Is. Oh, it's fun. I um, would I think save. I would have played it to the end if my save hadn't gotten corrupted yeah. requiring me to
3: start over. Yeah. I mean, I
2: Saints Row 4. Is, why is it so hard to save?
3: <laughs> it doesn't have, it doesn't have an auto save. I remember having an auto save. No, it
1: it does. It just I, my Over-road auto save it got itself. to the point where when it loads, the game immediately crashes. Oh, I see. By it's so hard,
3: like, you mean for developers to save? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not yeah. saying. Not.
1: No, I like. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that I know how to play a video game. Oh, yeah, at well. least like to the point where I can play it. I'm not going to be good at it, <laughs> but like a modern triple A game. Come on, they make that so babies can finish them.
3: Uh, make make it so babies can save the game. Yeah, you just <laughs> keep doing it. You yeah. just keep keep
1: pressing W until you win. Chris yeah. I'll
3: save the game. So I played. This, this I was going to talk about something else, but since we're talking about saving, I played Get Out of Hell for like an hour. Okay, like an, it showed an hour on the in-game clock. And when I and then when I did a manual save because I wasn't certain that it auto saved. That's where you like go up on the front wheels of your skateboard and save. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you have to balance there. Um, It said 33% completion. Huh. So this might be a really small game. But
1: that's fine, right? That's the complaint that I've heard, is that there's not a lot to it.
3: I mean, I I actually am into short games, but... I am too. There's a... And I'll probably, like... It's probably good for me, but games like this I actually do tend to really get into. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Now I feel like you know I'm the asshole who wants a 50 hour JRPG mm-hmm. because like three hours doesn't seem like very much, specifically for this kind of game. Maybe they're gonna like the maybe
0: of, it's a trick. Maybe they're gonna pull a symphony of the pull night a frog fractions. Like there's, yeah. an upside, there's an
1: upside down hell, yeah. Where oh, everything man. is blue and it's filled with angels and yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, so Mother for Teresa Saints Row Four, they they took what was already a pretty cartoony uh cartoony gameplay in three and. They added like superhero ca- style, like crackdown right. superpowers to it. And it was.
2: With the like framing story that you're actually
3: in the matrix or Right. What? Yeah. yeah. And it, it's, it's kind of like a janky platforming controls grafted onto this existing, like it, it reuses the city from the, from three. Okay. Um, then it adds uh, the, like the agility orbs from crackdown, that sort of thing. And it, it works pretty well. I mean, I, I was actually, I'm kind of, a snob about platformer control, so I I, I I think my perception of that is uh is worse than most people's. Um, Was the dubstep gun in three or four? In four. Okay. Okay, yeah. I didn't remember that. Um, and then Gat Out of Hell is the same thing, except it it, re- it rethemes the uh, city to be... It, I'm pretty sure it uses the same city layout, but now it's hell, so...
2: Huh. <laughs> okay. So yeah. it's just like they changed all the stans. textures?
3: Basically, yeah. Okay. Nice. But, I mean, that's fine. It, yeah. it is It is fine. Um, and I didn't, like, pay $60 for it, so.
1: Is that because you stole it or because it doesn't <laughs> yeah, cost $60? I'm just playing it in my head. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're, just, you're just staring at a couple screenshots from... Uh, EGM.
3: Yeah, yeah. They're you're
2: watching a let's play names. and moving a controller like <laughs> mm. this is this is oh, basically man. what I've been doing you're like, anyway. Like your being brother, in the arcade your brother
1: without brother any quarters. Is watching a let's play <laughs> and you've got a controller that's that's spoiler, not plugged into anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: And he's being very polite about it.
1: You're uh, you're on the phone with Whoopi Goldberg telling her what moves to make, but the spoiler is that you're not actually on the phone with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs>
3: You're actually dead. Is is that where you're going with this? <laughs> yeah. <It's> Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> making there's out that, with your widow.
1: There's that Whoopi Goldberg movie where she's the whole movie is her like making deals and stuff on a telephone, and then the end of the movie is, is it the camera pans down and the telephone's not plugged into anything, and it turns out she's been insane. I don't know. Hmm.
2: Is that a real movie?
1: Yes, it's called Whoopi Goldberg. Ghost. <laughs> It's Jumpin called Jack The Telephone. Flash. I knew it was called one of the two things that I just said. <laughs> I didn't remember which thing. Um, oh, also and Jack Flash. That's another movie with Wobby Goldberg in it. Mm-hmm. and That one uh, used
0: to be on TV a lot. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen it like three times.
3: Maybe they got a bulk deal. <laughs>
1: They've just filmed it three times at once. It's like, they were like, oh, we heard that when they made Back to the Future 2, they also simultaneously filmed Back to the Future 3. We should do the same thing, except just film three copies of Jumpin' Jack Flash.
3: (laughs) Oh, that's a really good idea. That's, I'm actually kind of surprised. I would be surprised if nobody's actually done that. Like, the same movie three times, except with different cast members in each role. Hmm. No, so it's the same budget, the sets, except like,
1: like you Yeah, and then you just see which one. But you do a Judd Apatow style where you just pick the best shot of like the best <laughs> version of each shot, so the characters just <laughs> keep. That's how
3: you got a fourth movie
1: out of it. Oh, okay, right. That's your yeah. wake up, Ron yeah. Burgundy. Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that yeah, that's like the 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 true ending to the Clue movie.
1: Oh, okay, I still need to see that. Uh, have you not seen the cluel movie no i saw okay do you ever do you ever have when you were a kid like sort of anxiety nightmare hellscapes that last an entire (laughs) night and just everything is awful
2: uh, maybe like okay. You know
1: what? Do you ever do you ever like toss and turn, trying to solve some bullshit Tetris problem in your head that's I, not real and last, doesn't make any sense? Last night, and you just can't stop sweating, and it's not you know. I was you solving
2: infinite factory problems in my head when you I, actually I went to implement them today, and I was like,
1: these don't work at all. But oh, I mean, in the time, no. like, do you not associate that with like an anxiety <laughs> kind of thing? Like, yeah, it's sure. awful. Like you wish that you're like this. goddamn it. Like you wake up and in your moments of like actual coherence, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Right. I need my brain to just get out of this fucking rut that it is stuck in. I had one of those when I was a kid about the clue movie that I saw a few minutes of huh. and it just ruined I'm terrified of it. I I'm think, afraid. I think you would just totally get over it if you, you watch think? the movie you think if I watched the Clue movie I would not be trapped so for the rest of my life it is so into like some sort of hell like nightmare yeah, I think, uh, I think like, it would immediately resolve okay. this
2: for you All right, it's it's good it, there's there are some amazing performances I mean it's got Martin Maul in it Madeline Kahn yeah, yeah. oh my god okay it's so good it is so good
1: who do you think would win in a fight between Martin Maul and Richard Maul Ooh. Darth Maul okay um <laughs> uh, I played a bunch of uh, Dying Light, which is weird. Is that a zombie game? It is. It's like a triple A zombie
3: game. What's with all these zombie games? That's the game that I thought was a platformer for 15 minutes.
1: Well, it's it's like the, you know, somebody somebody on Reddit cleverly described it as like the floor is lava, the game. Cause mm, okay. There's zombies that on the That sounds very platformer. And yeah, no, it's it's very much about parkouring around a city like. If you're on top of a car, the zombies mm-hmm. can't get you and there's a lot of cars in places and like the there are times Could when Could you just
2: they... not just stay on the car forever
3: and be done?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's sort of, you know, you have, you also
3: have that option in real life. Yeah. Right. You stay in a car the police can't get you. Do The
0: zombies <laughs> instantly get you if you touch the ground or no, do you have you a second.
1: F- you can fight them but it's At least in the beginning, like Doglord420 in our forums was saying, like, this starts out really cool. And then in the end, you're doing like these giant you jump and all of the zombies around you die like you're fucking Donkey Kong (laughs) ground pound moves. And it's just complete bullshit. And that does sound like complete bullshit, because at at first you you have about enough stamina to kill one zombie, maybe. And if then a second zombie shows up, you're like, fuck, I got to get out of here.
3: Yeah, that sounds like the second half of the game is what someone else would think is cool. Yeah, so I if mean, you had a, like a friend, well, they were who... like,
1: "We need to sell this to people, so it needs to be a bullshit empowerment fantasy, right?" Yeah. But yeah, it, the, the early parts of it are like a lot of scrounging and fi- like figuring out, like, ah, uh, can I, can I spend the you know animation frames opening this trunk without that zombie over there noticing that I'm doing this and attacking me while I'm vulnerable, like opening this thing to get you know the whatever the the bottle of vodka to make a med-, med pack out of.
3: It sounds kind of like if Vice City, like as soon as you take over the mafia empire, you actually turn it into a tycoon game instead of running around on foot mm. doing missions personally. It, it sounds basically what I'm saying is like, I think the people who like the first half of the game and the second half of the game would be different people.
1: Yeah, that might be true. I just haven't played to the second half of the game. It's, it's sort of like zombie Far Cry 3. Right, it's okay. first person, you're you're running around, there's, there's a main storyline that who fucking cares, yeah. which gates most of the content in the game. Um, I got to a point where I have to start climbing radio towers, and I'm like, okay, now you're not even trying to <laughs> not just have... It's possible that it has the same map as Far Cry 3, and I just haven't noticed... What I really want is a Far Cry 3 game where instead of having guns that you use to shoot brown men, you have like a sword that you use to kill skeletons. Mm -hmm. This is closer to that. (laughs) Zombies are definitely closer to skeletons than they are like, uh, you know, non-skeletons. How do you feel about Skyrim? Militant natives. I liked Skyrim well enough. You you went back
2: and played it again recently.
1: Several times. Yeah.
2: I definitely feel the siren song of it off in the distance. It's pretty good.
1: It's pretty good. But, you know, I feel like the environment of Skyrim is kind of drab. Drab and samey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're going through the same cave a lot of the time. And when you
2: find a new cave, though, you're like pretty excited. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: Especially but, if
0: it's a dwarf cave.
1: Yeah. I don't like the dwarf stuff. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Everything in there is too heavy. It's like this constant, like, I mean here, oh, like and,
2: because the game, the
1: in-game, yeah, system. the stuff that you want to, like, it, I, I feel okay. like the, I feel like the every dwarf place in Skyrim is like the equivalent of that DLC from Fallout New Vegas where they're like, ha here's this thing that's worth more money than you'll ever need, but you can't carry any of them, <laughs> fucker. Like, oh, cool, that's that's a great ending. Yeah, that's fine. You it's can
2: fun. stay in the room with it.
3: The ending is that you you're fabulously your wealthy, break. but you can never leave the room. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's do yeah. It. yeah,
1: no, that's it. You're sure <laughs> that's fine, except that there's not a whole crafting system of shit that you can make out of that gold the way there is with the heavy shit in the dwarf ruins. Also, the dwarf ruins are just boring and they don't, I don't know, they just don't have the flavor that the like Doritos Viking have. tombs have. I don't know. Anyway. You got robots in it. Yeah. Yeah, but
2: I don't want there to be robots. They're like steampunk robots. They're yeah, fine. I, I don't want that. There's Who are like, you there's there's not like, wanting <laughs> steampunk robots? There's only like two of
3: them. There's really? I thought there were lots of robots. Four.
1: There's two kinds. Oh, two kinds of robots. Yeah. There's the spider ones, and then there's the ones that are like a guy on a ball that Aren't steals. Aren't like bigger ones? Oh, yeah, there's... yeah. Okay, fine. Fine. I guess I have exactly what I wanted, and it's Skyrim. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes Sometimes there's skeletons inside this. No, like, they made all of this... So, if it's that easy for them to, like, reskin... No, no, no. Okay. So, if it's easy enough that you make fun of them for reskinning the city from Saints (laughs) Row 3 as the city from Saints Row 4, or hell, let's reskin... Dying Light, let's reskin Far Cry 2, Far Cry 3, as you know, ancient ruins zone filled with skeletons instead of just you killing. How some about we, bears? we
2: th- reskin Skyrim as Land's Edge? And it's like, it's just different. It's just different. It's, it's all bl- it's like
1: the same world, but it's just like, you get the, yeah, you get the Diablo pretty... 3 art team to yeah. rainbow it up. Yeah. <laughs> all the enemies are cows. Okay. Mm, it's pretty good. Anyway, Dying Light is a zombie game. It's a triple A game like Far Cry Three. That like every every game now, every Ubisoft game. Oh man, except the Ubisoft game that I found out about from Bennett Foddy's Twitter feed today, which is called Grow Home. Which I played for about ten minutes, all of which I just had like a grin on my face that wouldn't go away. Yeah, because this game is charming as fuck. Okay, you are like you are like an adorable quap robot. <laughs> running around this environment, just interacting with fucking cute things until your fucking face explodes from all the smiling.
3: <laughs> huh.
1: You have your controls, are, you move and you can jump and then your controls are just grab with your left hand and grab with your right hand. So the way that you like climb any surface is just like left click, right click, left click, right click, kind of gurp style. Yep. Except yeah. Except you yeah. don't really have to do it. It's, it'll just kind of, if you just like rock back and forth, it'll just kind of do it on its own. Except when you have to like, oh, there's this, energy crystal i'm trying to get that's like hanging from the bottom of this arch or whatever so you just sort of like physics monkey bars across oh god it's so fucking cute i just i want to go play it some more and enjoy it and just and and just smile and yeah and just smile and like share it with all my friends like yeah you won't believe how fucking cute this is what's the name of this again it's called grow home it's weird it's 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 Barty Bonty's. uh Cover of Gone Home.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that was the first thing I thought of. I,
1: was yeah. like, huh.
0: oh, I thought of the, what's it, the IMAZE guy that does those Yeah, that's games. Barty Bonte. Is it?
1: I think so. I thought it was a Unless Japanese. Barty Bonte is a different guy who makes similar games to Grow. Hmm. I thought Barty Bonte was the guy that made Grow. And all those games. Anyway, that's what, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> I was <laughs> trying to make the same joke about Grow. Anyway, this is a charming game. It's $8, and apparently it's Ubisoft. Although it says uh Ubisoft, which makes me think maybe it's Ubisoft. It's a Ubisoft game, is what it says.
3: And Ubisoft. Yeah.
1: Anyway, it's so it's so cute. I can't like I can't say it's a good game because I didn't play enough of it because I was just overwhelmed by how fucking adorable it is. <laughs> you
2: and you don't like the word adorable. I so know!
1: It's gotta be pretty serious. This game is charming as fuck, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah, those are those are the games that I played. Wow. Oh wait, I played also a bunch of 868 Hack. I had forgotten how much nicer it is to play eight six eight hack on a computer. Did you get to see
2: the promo video for it finally? I did finally, yeah. So
1: good. It is pretty good. I also I I appreciated the fact once it was pointed out to me by Michael Bro that 868 was released for five six five dollars on January two (laughs) seven. Which was pretty clever. Yep. And it makes it it's surprising to me that they were able to predict or determine a steam release date with that much accuracy
2: i think you get approved and then you get to just hit a button to launch
1: right no i thought they hit a button Mm. so many people get all shitty about oh no it got launched and unlaunched on steam yeah i don't know man 868 is good and being able to like mouse over a program in a node to like have it explain to you what it does and how much it costs it just makes the game so much easier for someone like me who is not actually super interested in being really good at the game.
3: Just Or even just learning it. It sounds like a,
1: a big help. Yeah, I don't know that I would have gotten into the game on the phone if I hadn't played the shit out of the 7-Day Roguelike version of it.
3: Did that one also have the hover text?
1: It did. and But also, like, it just was on a PC screen, so there was more there was a lot more fidelity of control because like it was just arrow keys and numbers. Yeah. Like you never accidentally cast the wrong spell. They're not spells. It's cyber. <laughs> I was thinking when I was playing this game about this point that I wanted to try to make about cyberpunk being a theme that you could really just sort of paint onto anything. But then I kind of thought, well, that's also true of like fantasy or sci-fi. I don't know what it is about Cyberpunk that makes me feel like it's painted on isn't it more true often of than themes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if there are uh,
3: there are some themes that affect the I mean, yeah. so for example, um I had put a lot of thought in like the the late nineties about how to make a game like NetHack in a sci-fi theme. Mm-hmm. Um and it's actually a lot harder to... You can't just skin net hack to be sci-fi because it stops making sense. Why?
1: A big, so, so Why don't you have guns? I mean, that, that's...
3: That. Because part of what makes NetHack what it is, is um, you're finding all these items that you can't identify, and they have magical properties, and the magical properties aren't really connected to their appearance... So so that far. It's also you're be just true describing, of alien technology. Yeah, yeah. Technology yeah that maybe you, you could maybe do that. Maybe but at that point that it's
1: basically fantasy, right? Like if it's sci-fi yeah, but the when technology it, when I think, works as magic, it's
3: basically When fantasy. I think sci-fi, I want it to make more sense than when I think fantasy. That's why I've always felt like
1: sci-fi RPGs don't take off the way that fantasy RPGs do, is because you need a lot more shit explained to you in a sci-fi context like sure more or less all of the stuff that you're going to pick up in a fantasy game everyone who looks at it immediately knows what it is this is a ring and you have some experience like learning and about and thinking about magic rings or whatever yeah. whereas to do the same thing in a sci-fi context you kind of have to make something up and then explain it yeah. to the person I mean, until um, no, um, we like- get
3: like a collection of just this is how you do sci-fi. But I don't tropes. know that we're
1: I don't know that we're going to because I don't know that sci-fi actually lends itself to that. Like I think that the reason that Star Wars hit is because it's basically fantasy. Yeah. Right? Like there are swords and wizards yeah. and those are things that everybody already has models for in folklore. And I mean a spaceship is basically a fucking boat, right? Yeah. So like you can you can do that, but I don't know. Mass Effect trades very heavily on Star Trek, right? And a lot of the tropes that Star Trek worked to establish, but even those tropes were like submarine battle movie tropes. And like, Mm. you know, the in the context of just social situations between the crew members, they, the window dressing became things like a food replicator. So now you can just say food replicator and more or less everybody can imagine what that is and how it works. No. Yeah, proton torpedoes. Photon torpedoes. Whichever one is Star Trek and is it photon torpedoes in Star Trek? Mm-hmm. I and think proton so, yeah. torpedoes in Star Wars. Is, is I think so, yeah. Are
3: there yeah. there are proton torpedoes anywhere? Yeah, those are the Wars. things
1: that go 90 degrees into the vent at the end of Star
3: Wars. Oh. I should know that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they I haven't should. been a geek in a while.
1: But was there was there something more like I I think the thesis that I was going for is that cyberpunk is necessarily abstract because a lot of what what defines a cyberpunk sort of visual aesthetic is a an abstract representation of real space, which is the thing that is then very easy to just plaster onto whatever shape.
2: Mm -hmm. What do you mean by an abstract representation?
1: That, like, this, the, the, every, 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 you know, properties version of cyberspace is, like, usually some Tron shit where a building is probably just a rectangle. Okay. You know, like you kind of think of a building as being. And so it's easy to take any rectangle, make it, give it neon outlines, and say, oh, this is some cyberpunk shit.
2: That's weird because I would not consider Tron to be cyberpunk. Punk, really? i just meant
1: in terms of visual aesthetic okay but i mean it's you know you're going in you're going inside a computer i would say that's pretty
2: yeah i mean i guess that's fair it's 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 like a
1: subgenre of i, I mean I, so i think cyberpunk named that was a sort of grittier post-tron version yeah, yeah. Okay. right but i, I, do but, think I, I mean you're... that also just has some like sort of gross like, these are the end results of unfettered capitalism yeah. implications. And-
3: yeah.
0: The Blade Runner stuff. and
3: I-, I do think that the idea that there are themes that are easier to apply generally than other themes, and I think cyberpunk is one of them.
1: Because it doesn't lend itself to concrete things the way, like, swords and sorcery does, I think. And then, I hope, the Western.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but... Yeah, you know, I don't know. I wish that they would do the first person treatment of Red Dead Redemption that they're doing for GTA Five. Well, I shouldn't say it's
2: crossovers between westerns and sci-fi, Cowboy Bebop and Firefly in particular. Hmm. Cowboys Eh. versus aliens. Well, okay, fair. I liked Cowboys and Aliens. I I thought that was fine.
1: You know, it was fun. I I went into it not expecting much, and it delivered. It delivered. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. like
2: I thought Firefly was a super
1: great. Richard. was really good. Yeah. I and was that.
2: really sad that they didn't get to do more than half a season of it. Yeah, <sighs> yeah.
1: You know, I mean, in a way, it wouldn't seem, I don't think it would seem nearly as good if they had. If they had, like, if it had lived long enough to start to suck, nobody <sighs> Maybe. would care.
2: Yeah. But that's probably a couple years in,
0: you know? Like, yeah, it
1: would have been great to see that world yeah. explored. Yeah. I more. feel
0: like they could have at least had a whole season
2: before it went bad.
1: I don't know how much of that was the setting and how much of it was, like, the particular, like, ensemble of charming characters you know
2: sure that definitely helped
1: like but the setting was really good it was it was just it was comprehensible i mean that's Mm -hmm. the thing like i feel like they took the like and again a way that you can make sci-fi comprehensible is to tie it to something that is inherently comprehensible like 150 years ago or you know this fantasy version we've all agreed on of 400 years ago
3: yeah i think what firefly did specifically was to take what sci-fi sci-fi had already been doing which is just re-theming the other, other known uh, tropes hmm. like exploring darkest africa right right um and just make it explicit make it more like literally about that um or or make it visually about that as, w- as well as thematically and i think that and it's a It's a trick, right? I I think it's a good trick, but I don't know if it's something you can do over and over again.
0: That it was, it was a world that felt well realized too. Yeah, sure. It it had enough detail that you felt like there was a lot of stuff that you weren't being told about. Like you never really
1: again. I think a a thing that benefited from it not going on long enough that they actually had to answer any questions
0: that's possibly true, but yeah they I, just things keep like how not answering questions how, how
1: keep asking different ones
2: so.
0: like I think you yeah. never really find out what the history is behind the fact that everyone uses a lot of Chinese slang and loan words well the it, it, the so
3: history just, was it was actually made explicit in the commentary that they were actually it was oh, actually supposed they, to be like. Chinese culture is huge in this universe and I always thought it was really weird and it probably just like a production thing that there were no actual Chinese characters in the, in the stories. Hmm. I think it was just that, oh, this is made for Western audiences. So we needed to have white people.
1: Weren't there Chinese people on the, like the Imperial ships? I don't remember. I feel like I remember there being a Chinese guy as like the bad guy, like the stand-ins for the, for the British in Star Wars. No, I well, remember. the non alec Guinness British. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. Um, in terms of um, what would have happened if it, the series had continued, I I, I do think there is definitely something to the idea that, like, especially if you're if you're under constant threat of cancellation, I think you do your best work at, uh, in those, uh, or at least Joss Whedon does his best work under those circumstances. Um, and there's also an interesting other, so one thing I had read about lost was that the writers during the first season expected to be canceled after the first season. And so they had structured, uh, the show and then, and they had planned ahead that far right? with Mm -hmm. the expectation that like, okay, it's going to, that's going to be the end. And we'll just leave people wondering, um, which I, I think would have. So people liked lost for a long time. And if you're taking that as like, here's your template for what happens if you're trying to build a really mysterious setting, um, it's fine up until you try to end it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because then when it, when it becomes clear that, you did not actually have question, have answers for all these questions that yeah. you posed.
3: And I, when you know, I say it's fine, I mean like for a certain portion of the audience, like I stopped and, watching in season two. I mean, and this is where, like Kevin and
1: I have gotten into disagreements in developing stuff for a long time where I feel like it is okay to create a sense of mystery when you yourself do not have any idea of what's actually going on behind it because I feel like that actually makes it more effective. And Kevin, I think, feels like you should have some idea of what's going on behind it so that it is not later proven to be like internally inconsistent. In, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I can, I I'm can, okay
2: with uncertainty as long as you don't create inconsistencies. I think it's just much harder to do that if you're going to create yeah. a long term yeah. project.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've always maintained that like when people say that Stephen King is bad at ending stories, I, my in, sort of interpretation of, that is that he tends to write stories that are impossible to end. Hmm. And I'd rather those stories exist and have shitty endings because they are fun while you're reading them, which is what they are. Like, what a story is, is the experience that you have while you're reading it, right? Like, and this is, like, just goes back to my, like, also the ending doesn't fucking matter,
3: uh the the story is also your memory of having read it though and that in in that the ending matters a lot more
1: well but your memory of having read it is mostly your memory of reading it and not your memory of like
3: how it ended so that's true that may be true for you but i don't think it's true for everybody Eh, okay yeah i know i i have had works ruined by the bad ending have oh. you
1: had all of the works that preceded those works ruined by a bad ending? Like, oh, with Mass Effect? Once I die, then they all... Because you accidentally all gonna be... <laughs> picked blue instead of red, and that just ruined everything.
3: Uh, that that does not happened to me, no.
1: I think Seth Green always gets to fuck the robot. Except maybe one where he becomes a robot.
3: Are you still talking about Mass Effect? Yeah. Yeah? Is he, he's in Mass Effect? I didn't pick that character. Yeah. Wait, are you talking about, like, building Seth Green out of the character creator?
1: No, I'm talking about Seth Green, who is... A character in Ma- in all the Mass Effect games okay he plays a character oh the actor who looks exactly okay. like him <laughs> okay and speaks oh. in his oh. voice oh
3: like oh yeah have you not played mass Effect? I played Mass Effect 2 oh I don't remember that guy you remember Seth Green who flew the spaceship I remember the okay I remember there being a guy, the guy flying the, the spaceship
0: baseball hat
3: yeah guy looks yeah. like okay. Seth Green and oh sounds Seth Green like just Seth never Green wears a baseball hat that's why I'm confused <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: whose character name is Seth Green? Yeah, is it yeah. really?
1: <laughs> no, it's it's Joker. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. man. Remember when he was a werewolf in that Joss Whedon show that didn't get canceled?
3: I do, I do remember that. I don't think he ever wore a baseball cap in that. Five show. episodes
1: of Buffy were the best episodes of Buffy, <laughs> and if they had just quit there, it would it would have gone down in history as a legendary series that should have gotten them. <laughs> I was pretty like,
0: satisfied with just the movie.
1: <laughs> hmm. huh
0: have you not seen the TV show, Riff? Uh, I think I've seen like an episode or a half an episode here and there.
1: Uh, maybe instead of rewatching some four hundred hour anime bullshit, <laughs> you should watch Buffy. Then you can then you can hang with the rest of us, buddy.
3: Uh, I don't, even uh... Kevin's
1: mom has watched all of Buffy.
2: <laughs> That's not an endorsement necessarily.
3: <laughs> she watches some weird shit. It is a low bar to to, to get over, though. I, I, I can't begrudge somebody not watching an entire T V series. I think that's a fine yeah. choice. It's like
2: 140 of, hours of your life.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was a commitment.
0: I think I think I'll I need I still need to watch uh whatever that recent mystery one was with the Lovecraft overtones. True, detective. True detective. Yeah, hmm. I bought. Oh, yeah, I bought that, that first season that, on. That one is and haven't watched eight
3: hours of your life. Yeah, That's see, much better. That seems it? much more reasonable. Was that? Have you watched it? Oh yeah, yeah. Is it good? Uh, so I actually, so I wrote this paragraph in the show notes for the first show notes. Oh, right. Let's see if I remember it. What did I write? I wrote that I liked. I liked True Detective in the way that I liked things as a teenager. Which is to say, intensely and without reservations. I was about to
2: say because they were full of nihilism. <laughs>
3: that well, yes, that too. <laughs> okay, intensely even, and even also right I never stopped jacking off. I heard,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I heard a
0: What's lot that? of
3: people were disappointed by the ending. I you like wrote it about in so in the show notes. <laughs> go click on the spoiler tag on my post uh, so uh, after that you made, watch that the that show. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't, didn't, we didn't want to get spoiled. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually. Um, I actually did like the ending, but not at first. Okay. I had to, like, let it stew for a while before I was able to accept it.
0: Interesting.
1: Is I like, there anything- I uh, like
0: modern Woody Harrelson. He's, he's kind of become a good grizzly- Like actor.
1: Zombieland? Or, like, are you considering, like, Natural Born Killers, which I realize now came out 20 years yeah, ago kind of a, <laughs> to be modern Woody Harrelson?
2: Um- Anything was... post cheers is modern. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was the only thing I liked about that stupid uh what's it mocking Jay or whatever.
1: Oh was yeah, that... wasn't
3: he playing himself in that?
1: I think so. He was like yeah, like a drunk has been. <laughs> yeah, that was sort of his <laughs> Do you consider natural burn killers to be modern Woody Harrelson?
0: Uh, it's been so long since I saw it. I don't I don't remember how I felt about his acting in that. I have a really
1: hard time. I remember really liking the soundtrack. Watching that again, yeah, the soundtrack, the soundtrack to Natural Born Killers is one of the best mix CDs Trent Reznor ever made for us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's so fucking good. Yeah, like the one thing that I wish is that there was a version of that soundtrack that did not have all the clips from the movie in it, even though they are so like inexorably entwined with those songs. Because I've listened to that soundtrack just hundreds and hundreds of times. Ah, fuck, fuck! That's a good soundtrack.
0: Yeah, man. Christ. I wonder <laughs> if it's on iTunes. I kind of want to listen to that now.
1: Yeah, I bet it. I bet it is. I bet it's on. I bet it's on Ardio. I bet you could go listen to it on RDO, and you can hear some modern Woody Harrelson. <laughs> that was not. Even though that was more than half of our lives ago, that was not m- more than half of Woody Harrelson's life ago.
2: <laughs> Natural born killers and new kids on the block. Very similar acronyms. N-B-K-O-T-B. <laughs> yeah.
3: One of the best compliments that's ever been paid to me as a musician was when I was in high school and I gave somebody, like, it wasn't even somebody I knew. I just It was someone, like, I shared a desk with in one of my classes. I gave him a tape of my music and he told me that it, um, it that these his... these beats should be on the Natural Born Killers soundtrack. Hmm. So I was like, yeah, okay, I don't know what that is. That sounds cool to me. Did Thanks. you ever track it down? Uh, No, I never
1: did. It's got like a pretty sweet Bob Dylan uh, cover of a Joe Stafford song from like the 20s. Whoa. That is so fucking good. It has the Cowboy Junkies cover of Sweet Jane by the Velvet Underground, which is a billion times better than the original. Uh Um, Speaking of covers being way better than the original, it has some Leonard Cohen songs. (laughs) Leonard Cohen mostly being characterized by the extent to which covers of his songs are better than his songs. Usually, yeah. uh,
2: He's a good songwriter. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I feel like Lou Reed is
1: also a really good songwriter, but that, Jesus, the Cowboy Junkies cover of Sweet Jane is just one of the best pieces of music that has ever been committed to the Natural Born Killer soundtrack. Some, You know, there's some gangster rap, which makes it so I've listened to some gangster rap. Um, What else, man? Ah, God. A couple Nine Inch Nails songs just for... I mean, which is, to be fair, why I bought it, because I was a big Nine yeah. Inch Nails fan. Yep. But then I was like, oh, wow, this guy, in addition to making music that I like now and might stop liking in a few years, he's also likes a lot of really good stuff. He, he did the soundtrack? Yeah. 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 He produced it and I think selected all of the songs. Didn't he? He also did the soundtrack for uh, the Social Network. Network. Yeah. 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 Which, which is really good, actually. Yeah. yeah. I did not know, for instance, that Trent Reznor wrote uh, Hall of Mountain King. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Maybe he just liked it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. that's And that's enough. That's, that's the value. Uh, is there any video game related news that anybody cares about? Joystick got shut down by the AOL overlords. And that makes me sad only insofar as I liked reading massively because it was how I found out about MMO news. And I don't know where else to get that now
3: oh yeah M- speaking of mmo news um soe it, i think it got oh, yeah. spun off into its own company oh wow yeah, yeah but like bought bo- it. like it got yeah. sold oh, got
1: by off? sony okay. to Both just sold. some investment company that like it, it very much sounded like a death knell yeah yeah and that sucks Soe like they, they, gave Raph Coster a lot of money to do a bunch of real dumb Raff Coster shit that <laughs> might have worked. So and I respect them
3: for they're, that. Are they still making new things? Are they? I think they're working on a new EverQuest. Yeah, there's an there's like two new EverQuest games in development.
1: There's EverQuest Next, and then there's Landmark, which was their like, which I played a little bit of the persistent world alpha game? of. Yeah, it's like a persistent world Minecraft kind of thing, um, which seemed like a kind of thing that people could have gotten into, but this it really seems like it's i know that the i know that aol closing joystick and soe basically getting you know removed from sony's portfolio are not
3: super related but like oh, well, they're related in that the whole industry is crashing and burning you think uh, slowly yeah what do you call a really slow crash and burn I, I mean maybe it's I mean, like it's already crashed and just slowly sinking into the ocean. I think
1: I mean I think that you like call that a down a downswing, right? I mean sure, I, like yeah. I don't I mean I think I, mean, you, I don't
3: I don't think games are going away. Your sen- your but, sense that AAA is
1: Yes, that's ex- that's eating, actually specifically
3: what I mean. eating itself. Yeah. yeah. AAA and also like traditional games journalism I think is going away. I mean traditional games
1: journalism just needs to move to some kind of model where people actually pay for it. As opposed I, yeah. to trying to be advertiser supported, yeah. and I like that a lot because I would much rather I would much rather have an outlet that is paid for by a handful of people who care about it mm-hmm. than an outlet that is subject to the whims of advertisers or that sort of like clickbait economy.
3: Yeah, I can't remember if we've talked about this, but I remember um, Destructoid running uh, they they ran an article a couple of years ago about how most of their users ran adblock or some huge percentage. And the reaction to that article was like, "Well, we can get this news anywhere, so who gives a shit?" Um, and the way you make a living as anything these days, if you're not an enormous company, is to make people care about you as a person. Yeah. So, like, you you need to write from a human perspective, as opposed to like having a, a editorial voice that every writer for the for the uh, institution uh, writes under, because people. People like human beings. They like hearing from human beings. And they like to know a human being's opinion. And they get to know, like, this is how film reviews work, where you get to know a reviewer. And, like, even if you don't always agree with them, you get a sense from the sort of reviewer that they are, like, how you're going to feel about a certain thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's partly because any, like, a lot of people are really excited about the idea of writing about video games for a living. And so... Right. A lot of people who are totally competent writers are willing to do that work effectively for free. And so, you know, which that's that, you know, that's rapidly becoming true of making video games. That's the thing too, which is fucking scary for, you know, people like us who are pretty marginal to begin with, right? Yep. I mean, and and so because it's we like, want
2: we want this to be an actual job where we can support ourselves. Yeah, I mean, and I want not, you know living uh, with our parents or
0: yeah. have some living in mean, some small I town.
1: Mean, and the thing is, like, I feel like you know people people who are as established as us are not necessarily like in danger of that really going away in the short term. Right. But like being able to operate like a real company where we provide health insurance to our employees, for instance, is a luxury that I would not like to have just evaporate. Yeah, because I feel like it it's. A way in which I can kind of feel like I'm making the world better. Like, by, you know, providing a normal grown-up life for multiple people. <laughs> and it's... Yeah. yeah. It's, I that think... That said so many... So much... Like, every once in a while, somebody will like be like, Hey, look at this game I made. And they'll be like, Okay, this is not very good. Like, I'm actually... Still, actually, feel like I'm good at this, even though anyone can do it. A lot of people will make a thing, and it's not very good.
3: And that's a yeah, it is, it's and really and so I'm
1: like, okay, well, at least, at least I am not under siege from literally every person. <laughs> so that's Just only the good ones. Reassure, yeah, it's only the ninety percent of those people who are better than me at this.
3: <laughs> I I do think that this is like kind of where all art ends up. As as soon as it gets glamorous enough that any that that there's a number of people who want to do it the pay just and this happens with like social work too the pay just drops through the floor um and it's impossible to make a living at it even for like moderately successful people this is a i know i've talked to you zach about this but i guess i want to bring it up uh the uh the lead singer for local h scott lucas i think is his name um the Local H is a band that's been around since 1992 or so. It's quite a while. Their,
1: what was their one hit that I would have heard? Bound
3: for the Floor, I think. Hmm. Uh, they also, I think All the Kids Are Right was a reasonably big hit. Um, and the, that they had the hit in 1994, and they're, they've been touring since then and writing new albums. And they're moderately successful, like, as bands go. Um they're living the dream of like making a living as a musician, as musicians, right? Uh, Scott Lucas, if I'm remembering the guy's name right, got mugged in Moscow, ended up needing surgery to be able to sing again. He got beaten in he Belgrade. Got, he got strangled in, in, in Shanghai. In- in ST something, some alliteration. Um, St. Petersburg? Sure. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> to Petersburg. <laughs> there you go. Nice. He got St. Wrangled in. Um, <laughs> and was did not make enough money to pay for his own surgery. He did not have health insurance. Mm. Um, and there is a foundation called Music Cares. That's a portmanteau for all you kids at home. Um, oh, because the guy who founded it is an Aries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I don't get that, but I'm laughing anyway. Music Aries. Music, Aries. Oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Puns. See, I don't.
1: It wasn't a pun. It
3: was pretending that the space is in a different P-puns. place. Puns. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get puns. Um, there's a foundation that is specifically for like paying for healthcare for musicians. Huh. And the fact that this foundation needs to exist because you can't fucking make a living doing music. Is gross. Well. And it's also, well, yeah, anyway.
1: No, I mean, like, the same part of me that, there's a part of me that definitely agrees with you, but then there's a part of me that thinks, well, I don't know that the world owes you a living for whatever thing you decide you want to do.
3: Well, you were talking about, you were advocating basic income a couple of
1: episodes ago. Yeah, no, and I think I do advocate that.
2: Who has that now? Sweden? Germany? I don't know. I forget which country has implemented that. I don't it know. It might that, have been Switzerland. Switzerland? Knows. Switzerland. I think it was Switzerland. Let's move to Switzerland.
3: Yeah. Okay, yeah. They have
2: good cheese out here. They do.
3: <laughs> the ones with holes in it?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Gruyere. They
3: have Gruyere. Yeah. Does that have holes? Mm,
2: sometimes. Yeah, but it's not. That's not what it's known I for. I think what you think <laughs> of as
1: Swiss cheese is not actually Swiss. No. Oh. Um...
2: Yeah, it, uh, what you think of as a Dutch oven isn't actually Dutch. <laughs> or an oven. <laughs> <laughs> you could cook things in there.
3: Oh, yeah. you wouldn't
2: want to. You could warm things in <laughs> there. You could warm
3: things, yeah. It's like a really rare steak.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Beef of fartar. Seasoned. <laughs> it cooked only in so far as the heat of a fart will cook it.
3: Yeah, the, mm. One of the reasons that story struck really struck me is that I'm in a similar situation where like, I think that guy's like mid forties. Um, I'm mid thirties. I'm not making enough to have health insurance. I'm in a similar situation. Like I'm still reasonably healthy. You know, I'm still a young man, so to speak. And just keep telling um, yourself that. Yeah. God, no, I have to, I have to, because yep, Other- could-
1: the alternative is to fucking go crazy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I, I, so I can get away with not having health insurance because, you know, I'm doing okay. But Until I, anything goes wrong. Exactly. And thing, everything starts going wrong in your mid-40s, right? Even if this guy hadn't been mugged, there would have been something. He would have, his, his colon would have mugged him. Sure. Yeah. We,
2: as a company, we would have probably been far better off just taking the money we have spent on insurance and putting it in a savings account and paying for anybody's medical bills. Yeah, that's certainly true. Cuz that's hundreds of thousands
3: of dollars at this point. I think that's kind of what insurance is though. It's like it's it's that it's that racket. Sure. I mean, and um, if and, somebody and was hit by a car and had a million dollar it is right your, your, bill, yeah. you're you I mean, in every Specifically other... insuring against the the black swan. Right,
1: right, say like we never insured like our servers because if in the crazy unlikely event that something happens, we'll just buy some new ones because they're not that expensive. Right. But we didn't, we did not treat health coverage that way. I At think to buy largely a new employee. because we were not willing to. No, but it's just that you would pay for it. like, it's only like none of us had any dollars expensive. to buy a new like,
2: person, right? I mean,
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, I wonder. I mean, if, if you
1: parted out by the, you don't the the usually get the kind you want though, like
3: they... <laughs> right?
1: For the number of us that have- of us to build it
3: yourself. Like, I wonder what (laughs) the actual
1: cost of all of our healthcare is. Like, you know, I- What do you mean by actual cost? The actual cost, if we had not had insurance, Mm -hmm. what we would have had to pay out of pocket for all of the healthcare that everyone that we've been providing insurance for for the last, you know, 12 years has had so far. Like, Riff had some major surgery.
0: Yeah, I had that arm. That would have been- at least ten grand, if we hadn't well,
3: had insurance. Notably, like, if you don't have insurance, that you can negotiate down pretty well. Sure, like, you can pay yeah, like half of what
1: they're
0: actually... Yeah, because the, the insurance company... I mean, because I, I looked at the bill and it was like, here's how much we would have charged you, here's how much we're charging the insurance company instead, and it was, like, 10%. Oh. Yeah.
1: You, you, Kevin, you just never get hurt or... I get hurt, but you I don't get hurt. You the just doctor. don't go to the doctor. Yeah, um, I don't know. What do you think? it Broken costs Broken bones get your will eventually out? heal themselves. It's ten thousand not- dollars to get your tonsils out, probably. What? I bet it costs ten thousand dollars by the time because you pay an, an anesthesiologist and.
2: I are you, are you saying that I had my tonsils? Out? No, I had my tonsils out. Oh, I'm okay. trying to figure out how much it costs. <laughs> I don't know. It costs
1: like fifteen hundred dollars because we have insurance, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's anyway. Games collapsing.
2: Yeah. It, moving, can't wait i saw i mean i saw an article by rami ishmael talking about sort of the this the, the sort of scary underbelly of games like like a lot of a lot of the press focuses on all the like positive stories but there's all mm-hmm. this really sort of worrisome stuff going on that nobody the wants press, to talk the about.
1: press press focus also creates a lot of positive stories by making it so anyone knows about a game that they can then buy <laughs> Sure. Right.
3: What like, was the? What are some examples from the article? Do you remember?
1: Um, I mean, a, a lot of
2: it was the sort of concern about the funding models. Like Kickstarter seemed like it was this great deal, but it's it's caused it's actually begun to like cause more problems than it's solving in a lot of ways. Like giving people not quite enough money to finish a game, and then there's all these problems at the at the tail end. Yeah. And stuff.
3: Yeah. No, that was. That was something I was worrying about a lot when I ran my Kickstarter. I feel like I insured myself against it reasonably well, but time will tell.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the trick, right? Like, it, Kickstarter is this thing that requires people who don't necessarily have the skills to propose a budget to last six months to two years or whatever right, to do yeah. a
1: project. And it also puts an amount of money in front of the eyes of the public who are going to see it as a lot more money than it actually is when you try to do something. Yeah.
3: And that that, that that perception also affects how much you're willing to. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The exploding kittens Kickstarter, like it's 5 million bucks or whatever seems like a lot of money, but it's going (laughs) to, it's going to cost a lot of that to actually actually fulfill the
1: stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, and that's the, nobody, nobody wants to think about how much it costs. To employ someone because nobody wants to feel like being employed is a deal for them. Because (laughs) everybody wants to think their boss is a greedy asshole. Everybody wants to think their landlord is a greedy asshole. And so nobody really talks about how fucking terrible it is to have a rental property and try to make any money off of it at all. Right? Because no one has any sympathy when you start complaining about that. Well,
2: it's weird because the people who are frustrated by it are not the people who cost their landlords thousands of dollars right <laughs> like it seems like it's two separate sets of people
1: There's you know the you people just who, only like, ever take hear from the angriest people at any given moment
2: yeah the, well and like the, the people that take advantage of the of the landlords having to fix everything versus the people that just go out and fix everything themselves like you know like instead of calling the landlord when the toilet was broken i just went and bought a part and replaced it like it you know, like, You're one of the
1: good ones, Kevin.
2: Well, no, it's... I feel like there's just two different kinds of people. There's two
1: kinds of people in the world. The people who will fix their own toilet and the people who will call the landlord. Right. And it's that second kind that ruin it for everyone. (laughs) Yes. But everybody hates, you know, everybody wants to hate their boss. Everybody wants to think of their boss as somebody who is successful and rich. Nobody but wants to... Nobody the problem
2: u- is that that boss has two houses to maintain.
1: Oh, sure. Nobody understands that a million dollars will get you ten guys for one year. Right. If that. Right. And that t- ten guys in one year will make a surprisingly small video game. Like... Eh, you know. <laughs> Just a fart noise. That's every Kickstarter. Just ends not with a bang, but a fart noise. (laughs) A lot of Kickstarters are great.
3: FTL was good. Sure. FTL notably didn't actually cover... That that Kickstarter was to pay the the musician and the artist, I think. Mm.
2: I don't remember. That was
3: like, the game was already there. Um, And I think that was just like... And that that turned into like a, a story when Ben Prunty tweeted about, yeah, now I can have pay for health insurance for me and my girlfriend and that became like a human interest story there Hmm. yeah
1: you know the the model for success on the internet for being like a funny guy on the internet seems to be be a funny guy on the internet so that you can eventually get a job in television where there's money (laughs) like that seems to be the sort of like
2: television is not where money exists webcomic anymore oh i think it is I wonder how long that's going to last, though, right? Because that's just getting more and more fractured, and because that's that's I- unless you're talking about an HBO kind of situation, you're still relying on advertiser income, and the audiences are getting smaller and smaller.
1: Is it though? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I
3: wonder. Like, say you have a a huge company that makes TV shows, and you have like forty years of success as that company. How many more years does it take of of not success? For that company to stop paying writers the big bucks, because I think Five? that's the phase we're in now. Yeah, that's another Google uh, Google interview question. <laughs>
1: so you think that you think that all of the places that are all of the outfits that are currently making TV shows and paying writers a a, a grown up wage are just f- floundering. I think they're using the money that they made back in the day when you could make money on TV. I
3: mean, I I feel like they're still making money. I feel like they're they're making money on like reality TV now, which doesn't um, have people credited as writers. Transitioning
0: to like Netflix original series and stuff like
3: that. Yeah, I don't know where the money is right now for writers. I don't know where it goes. It's possible there just isn't any. It's possible that the time when
1: there was money for writers, you know, is just (laughs) over. Yeah. I mean,
2: all those words have already been written at least once that's true Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll just, just hire an editor
1: the days are the days are long gone when Harper <laughs> Lee can write one book and then just like not write any more books for her whole life
2: maybe <laughs> I could
0: get a job just inventing new words and then sell those words to job. writers that was
1: pretty cool oh yeah how did Shakespeare get his money selling tickets to the theater I guess
2: yeah. pretending to be Shakespeare yeah pretending to I be Shakespeare I bet best. he had a day job <laughs> that's how he got
1: it. Uh, uh, maybe his day job was playing this assignment, the cosmology of Kyoto. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't get it to run. I'm sorry, uh, really? I no,
3: couldn't
0: it play was it at all. weird. It's 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 neat. I think it's we need to talk
3: about Windows 3.1 first. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was the last version of Windows that I used before what the seven, I think. Yeah, hmm. and I so mean, the experience of playing this
3: game was like getting Windows to work and then i spent like an hour and a half just using windows 3.1 just in, so you actually had to
1: install windows 3.1 in
3: dosbox and uh, then so the yeah. article that somebody linked to this article where jen frank posted That's a link to a the boxer a, package yeah, right which is just a zip file with some directories in it and if you mount those directories as the a b and c drives or whatever there, was the first letters of the directory name, so it was easy to know which drive to use. Um, the C drive has Windows on it. Oh, the D drive has the Cosmology of Kyoto CD-ROM in it. On it, and the A drive, who knows? Wow, oh, fuck! I system. didn't.
1: I did not understand that that package had Windows three one in it, or I could, I would have been able to get that to work. I oh. just
3: okay. Well, well we fuck. should have talked about this, I guess. Um. And it also has like that, that installation of Windows 3.1 yeah, also has and like, and stuff. it has like the yeah. Microsoft Entertainment pack. Right. With like <laughs> Rodent's Revenge and Tetravex and like a half a dozen Solitaire games. And these are all games that like I remember playing as a kid, but not really caring about because they're not very good. Yeah. But like I still played them a lot because that was what I had.
1: So there was like pre-space cadet pinball, right? Space cadet pinball pinball came with Windows ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Before that, um, I didn't use much Windows three one. Like I was a DOS stalwart when that was the thing that you had to yeah. do. It wasn't until Windows ninety five yeah, that I yeah. actually switched to Windows. I'm
3: talking about like on my grandma's computer. <laughs> so when I'm, when I'm visiting her in Florida.
2: Well, I used to like run I used to be to boot into DOS and then run Windows. Yeah,
3: well that was how it yeah, worked. Yeah, yeah. Uh and then you could run multiple copies of the DOS prompt in Windows. Right. Which was actually pretty cool. That's how you
1: played Doom 2. You just ran Doom in two separate windows.
3: Right, you duct-taped <laughs> them together like a Wii.
1: You just played them slightly out of sync with one eye looking at each window and then it was like
3: D, <laughs> yeah, 3D, t- 3D <laughs> time Doom. The whole of mirrors effect, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a weird, and also just like dealing with, dealing with like the file explorer. I forget what you call it. File manager tool to just look at, just to be able to look at the file system was weird. Anyway. Yeah. So then I booted up cosmology of Kyoto and it, it seems like it's, so it's a port of a Mac game, right? This version of it. I don't.
0: I don't know if it was originally. I think it it came out for both. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think this was. I think this particular version we were playing was the. the and I think
3: no, notably, version. it was actually originally a Japanese game. Yeah. And
2: was it okay? That that explains a lot
3: then. Yeah. yeah um,
2: there's there's a there's
0: a like a translation credit in the credits in
1: the YouTube. That I saw all of the dialogue was in Japanese. Yeah, all of the VO was and, in Japanese. Yes. Was that was, the
2: game the game was also in Japanese. But it was
1: it was subtitled in English. Yes,
2: yes. that would have been baffling because like the the north south east west was in Japanese, and I was like, yeah, it uh, was it was I only it was knew that because anyway, playing so.
0: Mahjong. <laughs> oh, okay.
3: It was the one was that looks one of like a
0: skeleton is S. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> oh, S for skeleton.
0: Yeah. That's it how was, I remember. Skeleton. Like, it side. was an
3: adventure game that was I think intended to be basically puzzleless, but just from the era it came from and the, from the like the lack of beta testing it got, everything was hard to do anyway. So,
1: you couldn't it doesn't seem like you could really tell which things you could click on and which things you couldn't. mousing over stuff. I mean, yeah, you, you, stuff, yeah. I mean, you I Don't remember if mou- you
0: could. mousing mousing over would give you like the you can turn this way or go forward.
1: Right. Also, yeah. It also changed
2: but, when you could click on stuff sometimes. Oh, I, in the in I the videos
1: that. I watched, it didn't seem like it was giving any feedback at all.
3: Um, you might have um, there, some video capture software re uh, it it removes the mouse, the original mouse, and pre- inserts its own. Mm. So it might have been uh, it might have been that that you were seeing.
2: Do you have to die multiple times through the game in order to progress? I have heard
0: that you have to die, but I don't know why. I don't know what it is exactly that that causes.
2: Each time I died, I had some totally different underworld experience, and mm-hmm. it was each one was stranger hmm. than yeah. the
0: last. <laughs> yep. They they're, they're uh, the the and they seem to be slightly different depending on how you died cuz like times when i died because i tried to kill a demon with a sword uh and you end up going to like warrior's hell instead of i guess normal dude's hell (laughs) which is a little bit which is totally different and weird i got
2: reincarnated as a dog once that was weird huh (laughs) yeah that coming back coming back and having a different body shape and then having to put the clothes on from the, your former body, which was now just this weird, mm-hmm. did, like desiccated husk, was that, that was
3: your former body? Is that what that was? That th- was yeah. the impression
2: because you were putting on the clothes that you were wearing before. Yeah,
0: and yeah, you, okay. you pick up your inventory items.
2: Yeah, uh, it's just just one that happens even at just...
3: the, like the first time you boot the game. Right, and so that implies yeah, and you like you've been body. just been that doing you, this you're In
2: media rest, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, did. Did you ever have to type anything into a prompt and if you did could you see it cuz no i could it not. was just I could not I, I see it like white on white
3: like the hud was just missing
2: yeah like yeah. None, none of my inventory showed up it, it was did it seem weird. seems like it was not there, working there were those
0: little yeah. boxes in the corners that i never figured out what they were for yeah
2: yeah, yeah. they had lines over them if you mouse over them. yeah yeah uh,
0: I, it, I i think i'm yeah i mentioned last week that yeah although you can't see anything that you type in the dialogue boxes and if you click the dialogue box then that ruins it recognizing oh, what you okay. typed but if you right. just just type without without touching it then it works fine
3: yeah i i really so the way i played this game was just was treated as if there are no puzzles i would just mm-hmm. walk around interact with things yeah yeah and if i can't figure out what to do i just go to another place because there's always something else to look at
0: yep and that seems like basically what this is it's just a, yeah. a weird I, collection of little ghost story vignettes that you can encounter
3: i thought it was i thought that was really neat but it was also like it's a little bit it's it's retro in a way that i would never really learned to appreciate so it was really hard for me to to wrap to like appreciate aesthetically
2: hmm. i thought the the art was surprisingly effective. I was suitably yeah, creeped
3: out a yeah. lot of times. Yeah, that's true.
2: And it had it had that really nice feel of
0: like ancient Japanese woodcut sort of art.
3: I didn't. I hadn't made that connection. That's interesting. It's
0: in some places more than others, like the the character portrait when you look when you look in the mirror, totally doesn't look like that. But a sure. lot of the demons do. Interesting. Yeah, I did manage to get an ending. I, oh, you I, did. I, yeah, I, I do I
2: definitely did not get far enough where I. I wasn't even sure there would be an ending. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I was. I didn't have sort of faith that it, that there was anything.
0: After I'd wandered around for a while, I I, I looked up a wa- uh, a walkthrough, and the guy said, "All right, here's here's one path that will get you to an end, but I'm leaving out a ton of stuff." And I was like, "All right, that's about what I want." And and it it took me like to the Imperial palace and some weird stuff happened. And then I died and there was a monk that I had talked to before. And, you know, he said the Nama, Abenda, Butsu or whatever it is. And I repeated it back and went to heaven, I guess. (laughs) And then the credits rolled.
3: (laughs) Okay. It was
0: definitely an ending. (laughs) All right. I I think
3: (laughs) there's something of that era of game of a game where they just started putting things on CD. Um, there's definitely like a um, a sense of open endedness to it,
0: mm-hmm.
3: where like what they're putting what they're putting on the screen, they could have effectively an infinite amount of that on one CD-ROM just in terms of storage, and so I, I think that's one one of the things that like the magic of playing a game like that probably comes from like just just having a sense that the world really does go on forever,
0: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and in
3: that case, it was something that was like a something that was that was effective for me even today the idea that that might be a uh, um, that might be the case I could, uh, that I that could explore not until i was finished with everything but that until i got bored
2: the the only sort of counter argument that i would have for that is the the fact that the game opened up with a ma- like a map like a representation of the yeah, map of the true. world which was large but finite yeah yeah which yeah. was kind of interesting
1: well but did it include all the different hells it did not, <laughs> it, did not.
2: it did not it was just it was just the Different areas of Kyoto. So, the hell's
1: did were you guys learn anything about Buddhism or not Japanese?
2: Really?
0: Folklore? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I guess f- I maybe learned, if I were you learned some some traditional Japanese folklore stories. I guess there's there's the the button that lets you like look in the encyclopedia basically, and I guess yeah, of I, th- I might have, have looked
3: at if I weren't a huge out. philistine. I, I
0: didn't look in there much, but
1: it is weird how. How much a CD-ROM seemed to be at the time, and I mean, Mist seemed really sprawling. But then when we played it again as the assignment, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's not, not, not actually that much.
3: Did you play um which version of Mist did you play for the assignment?
2: We tried real Mist. Yeah, tried real and Myst, that was, was fucking awful garbage. Yeah, so when a I, lot of us just went back to the
3: basic Mist. Yeah, back in the day, I played Mist, and I never, I didn't realize this at the time, but I never, I never left the Hub Island. Really, oh, I never like got far enough to get to any of the of uh, uh, the, the spokes. Um, really, and when I played Real Mist, um, this was a, like immediately after Fez, actually, because I was like, "Oh, I should try Mist again now that I enjoy this sort of thing." Um, I still didn't finish it because like I just kind of petered out, but um, I I discovered what the game structure was very quickly, hmm. um, and I uh, the impression that I got was that um, I mean, part partly, I'm sure it's that you know I was 15 years older or whatever, but also I think a lot of it is the the free motion, is that like I'm I'm used to exploring worlds, being able to go anywhere as opposed to exploring worlds like like nodes in a graph, right? So and I could like Myst get a better was particularly sense. Particularly
2: confusing because the graph was not like on a grid or anything, right? Yeah, yeah. I
1: would I would say that it was not as confusing as the Last Express because sure. so many of the nodes in the last express were like a slightly different angle on the same wood paneling <laughs> right <laughs> uh, but it definitely had that problem where yeah. it was the the granularity of the graph was a function of what they wanted you to see it was
2: all on a linear train though so that helped right like you knew which car you were in you knew yeah which where those cars were in relationship to each other, you oh, could sure. still be confused as to your particular view in that car. Like am of I one working? of
1: 40 identical wood panel compartments.
3: Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever oh, play Riven? This one Riven, must be important because I can look in a hundred directions. When I was a kid. Yeah. I never got anywhere in it.
0: I feel like that one held up a lot better than the original.
3: Mm-hmm. did.
1: I felt like the structure of Riven was very unsound from a game design perspective because Something that I hate, and I recognize that not everyone hates this, I think a lot of people do, is encountering a puzzle and not being aware that that puzzle is impossible for me to solve, given the game state that I'm in right now, and Riven was nothing but a hundred of those. Oh, yeah. And, like, the first puzzles that you find are, like, endgame puzzles that you cannot do anything with until you've done everything and come back to it and just never knowing whether it was even possible to do a thing and also when I played it it was like oh I accidentally clicked this thing so now I have to like put in a different CD and (laughs) wait for it to spin up and like these like minute long gaps between two rooms yeah that's even when it was like the only new game that I had I just still didn't have the patience for it.
0: I always felt like – like like I had that problem that you just described in a lot of games of that sort, but it didn't bother me so much in Myst or, or rather in Riven just because I felt like even if I didn't have the information to solve a puzzle, I could see what information I needed and – As I was filling up my little notebook with notes of information that I'd gathered from various places, I would eventually see like, oh, these are – I now know what these five animals sound like. I think I can solve, go back and solve that other puzzle now. So at least – like even if you didn't have all the information, you had – you could see where the gaps in your
1: knowledge were. That's another million-dollar Kickstarter that hasn't produced any fruit yet. What's that? I'd forgotten about that. That was just a few months ago, wasn't it? I think it was a couple years ago. Really? Which? Which was the? What was the name the, of that
2: game? I don't remember.
1: It's been so long. Why don't they send out more Kickstarter updates? <laughs> Maybe
2: they do, and you just don't read them. Yeah. What game are you talking about?
1: The missed guy, Rand Paul. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, Ron Paul. The the
0: <laughs> the new game that Cyan Rand is L making for Ross um,
1: Perot. Abduction. abduction yes yeah. Right. yeah i'm guessing that that i'm gonna say that that funded in 2013 october october of oh, 2013 wow. so uh, 15 months
2: no it was successfully funded on november 16th of 2013 so how much uh 1.3
3: million dollars yeah. so if they've got uh, 10 employees that money's gone already Money. gone
1: yeah I mean, I think they had some money. That seems like a company that made a bunch of money. Like, I feel like I've just heard this story about them. They made a ton of money on that one game, and then they just kind of dicked around for 10 years, making other stuff, none of which really made any money. And then the missed money ran out. I think... And then they did this Kickstarter as a last hurrah after laying off almost everyone.
3: I think the actual... Like, the the, um, more specific story for them was that... They were like breaking even until they tried to make the MMO mm. and yeah. then they ran out of money doing that.
1: That seems like an easy thing to do.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Don't make MMOs. It
1: also seemed like a, well, I mean, that's also the only way that I've ever made any money. Don't,
3: don't do an it an that way. Don't do You're it that <laughs> way.
1: Okay. Well, next time. Yeah. Next time. When I, when I have to peel the clothes off of this husk and yeah. figure out what kind of video <laughs> game the next guy is going to make, I will have it not be an MMO. <laughs> Um, but that said, the kind of MMO that I made does not have the budget issues of the kind of MMO that they were trying to make, which yeah, well, also actually, and it was, was also pre- such a dumb idea.
3: What? A oh, Myst MMO. The, oh, of course. Like, it was, that was retarded. So dumb. Retarded. No
1: one wants that. Everything that is good about Mist is gone if it is an MMO. Yeah. Like just, I don't know, man. It, there's a lot of, in a lot of cases, I feel like an asshole for trying to like backseat Backseat quarterback is the <laughs> phrase I... I don't know, oh. man. I don't know anything
3: about sports. Speaking of, Sunday have you heard morning of Star Maser? No. Star Maser is a Kickstarter that's happening right now, and it looks pretty cool. Um, I know some people working on that game, so I guess... Uh, disclosure. Um, but... So that's it. the game is a hybrid adventure game shmup. Which... Is a weird, th- weird idea. These are both like niche genres hmm. and these are both like, I don't know that adventure games are super, not, niche they're, anymore, they're not as what, niche as shmups for what sure. Do you,
0: what do you mean by adventure game in this context?
3: Um, like point I don't and click or yeah, do that. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're like, you alternate between point and click and shmup. And apparently like sometimes you have a point and click conversation with the boss you're about to fight, that hmm. sort of thing. Um, and I, I think the combining those two genres seems like a really risky idea in terms of like these are both pretty small audiences already, and you're trying to find the intersection of them, which like shmup fans grew up playing like arcade style games on the consoles, point and click fans grew up playing. Adventure games on PCs. I don't think there's a lot of overlap there. Oh, I bet there is. I mean, I, 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 mean, I hope there is. I, I hope some, like the uh, game looks uh, really
1: cool. I played grad grad Gradius? is what you're saying. Grad gladius. Glad <laughs> gl- gladarus. Gladius. Gl-
3: and Portal Portal One Space, Space 2. Quest. you know, I I also played uh, both shmups and adventure games as a kid. I played Zanac and Zanax. King's Quest. Uh huh. Yeah. Did you did you wish they could go together? I did. I was like, man,
1: I wish that I could get some letters that I don't know what they did, and then try and it sounds like throw you should go, go back this Kickstarter. Yeah, maybe thing. I should go back Star Mazer. Star Mazer. Yeah. I think there's two uh, R's, maybe. I did back, like, M-A-Z-E-R-R. Or maybe S-T-A-R-R. Oh, like, it's the name of a space sheriff?
3: It it is basically the name of a space sheriff. (laughs) Okay,
1: good. Uh, I backed uh, Shell Games, did a Kickstarter, because given how well Enemy Mind turned out, I was like, I gotta see what these guys do next. Yeah. Uh,
3: Maybe they could do better with more money. The
1: Orion Trail, uh, which just seems like a space Oregon Trail game. Yeah. That's a neat idea. It's probably fine. The animations look charming.
2: Do you think that I can still release my Oregon Trail game now that there's an Oregon Trail that's a zombie Oregon
0: Trail? Your game
1: Go that is Oregon just Trails an idea and not a game. Yes, I think you can do whatever you want with it, Kevin. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> and then I'll um, do uh, I'll do my uh, Where in Hell is Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> <laughs> that's good.
1: Um, what else? There was a, there's another Kickstarter that I that I backed just because I. I'm curious about Abduction it's one of is ins- not due out until October of this year, by the way. Okay. Eh.
2: So they're not behind schedule sure, per okay.
1: se. Uh, the, a bunch of people who worked on Ultima underworld and then the, and then went on to found looking glass are doing a Kickstarter for like 600 grand for a underworld ascendant, which fuck that name. But like <laughs> it's, it's like a Kickstarter for a spiritual successor to Ultima underworld. Oh, it's which... not
2: based on the Underworld movies? <laughs> I'm not interested, then.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, if Kate Beckinsale isn't killing things, I don't care.
1: Yeah, if there are no lichens. <laughs> lichens only grow on the north side of right London. Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> lichens only gnaw on the north side <laughs> of vampires. But vampires can never tell which direction is which because they can't look at the sun. Uh, and true. they're also allergic to compasses.
2: And also the moon just
0: Protractors
1: are fine, sets in so they random can,
2: directions. Yeah. They- I can't think about compasses without thinking about like d- compass needles digging into my bones because of I have to fight ghosts. What? What? <laughs> from, from, uh, from On Stranger Tides. Oh. oh. oh.
1: Right. You have, right. To have
2: mag- you have to have some magnetic... Metal to fight ghosts.
3: Yep. This whole conversation I've been trying to think of how to work in a a lichen slash lich joke, but I think that only works in writing. Yeah.
1: I think lich comes from a German word that is like, which means corpse. So it's probably pronounced like. I didn't know that. Then if you get two of them together, they eat your shield. Uh, It's uh, gross. It's
2: lich-like. (laughs) Lich-like.
1: Yeah. Lycamade? that's what they. Uh... Was that the original name of Fun Dip? That's the original name of Fun Dip, right? It was Lickamade? You mean the the
3: tobacco product you put?
1: <laughs> yeah, the fun version of it. Yeah, it's like multicolored. It's like I candy.
0: I always assumed they were different brand names.
1: Oh, I it thought a, it was a I thought it was a rebranding. The stick
2: is to to like pack it down into your
3: gums. <laughs> Man, <the> stick tasted <laughs> like
1: soap, and it was so good. It was like ah, I finally get to eat soap. <laughs>
0: I mean, you could do that anytime.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't really designed. This kind of tasted like generic sugar, didn't it? I don't know. It tasted it had kind some of kind soapy to me, and I liked it.
0: I, it, it. I feel like it had some kind of, little bit of vanilla flavoring in it. Like
1: vanilla soap. Yeah. Mm. Our I'm next assignment. It tastes like cilantro. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our next assignment, we're going to play Sunless Sea because it's out in a couple days, and we're all probably going to play it anyway. Or at least me and yeah. Jim are. Yep. Because yeah, I mean, I, I we,
0: backed it on Kickstarter, so... We made a
1: conscious effort it. to not talk about Fall in London today because we decided we've been talking about it too much. <laughs> I've still been playing it.
3: And then we started talking about, like, okay, does the one guy who writes in saying no talk more about the thing you said you talked too much about... Represent is, anyone other than himself? Right, so everybody, literally every listener needs to vote... And then we'll have Definitely. some real data. Yeah. Do you like when we spend a
1: half an hour talking about World of Warcraft? Do you like when we spend a half an hour talking about uh,
3: Fallen London? We could probably put together a survey on Google, uh, yeah. Google, what do you Google call it? Google surveys? There's I a Google survey. thing, talk Google about data. World, World
0: of Warcraft, if that's what people want. I got yeah, Fury finally.
3: <laughs> spin it off into a World of Warcraft podcast. What would we call it?
0: Um.
1: Good job, everyone. <laughs> Guys, I've had a fantastic time in spite of recording this episode of Video Games Hot Talk with all of you. And I hope that we try to do it again real soon. Oh, fuck. Uh, Kevin. Wowzers. Listeners mail. <laughs> How? Christ worse than silence <laughs> uh, that's what editing listening. is for come listen to our funny podcast <laughs> which is just four hours of none of us saying anything
2: <laughs> uh, at VG hot Dog on twitter VG Hotdog at gmail.com on email videogameshotdog.com in a web browser that's that's it that's
1: podcasts Listeners, we hope you've enjoyed episode 185 of Video Games Hot Dog, and we hope you'll come back for episode 186. But until you do, keep your tongue on the dryer and keep listening to the air conditioner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Have a great week, everybody.
0: Oh, and I was an abject suffering. Go listen to that. Okay.
3: Okay. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: Bye.
3: But you're not allowed to barf? Oh, you do. You will.